This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is the weirdest thing. This report comes out from NBC claiming that Paul Pelosi, husband of Nancy Pelosi, answered the door for the cops. And then he calmly walked back to the crazy dude who told the police everything's fine. Then the crazy dude cracks him over the head with a hammer. NBC then deletes the video, resulting in everyone being like, yo, what's going on with this? The story keeps changing and no one can tell us what is what really happened. So, of course, no one believes it. We're going to talk about that. And then we got to talk more about Elon Musk, because apparently that's the only thing that happened for the past two weeks. Elon got rid of his transparent, his transparency, accountability, the moderation team members and the entire curation team fired half the staff, locked them out. We got the emails. It's just absolutely nuts. Now there's like a, a, there was like a lawsuit they filed against them. All right. This one's getting interesting. Elon's tweeting up a storm saying they're trying to destroy the company, even though nothing's changed. They're still moderating hate speech, but tons of advertisers are pulling out and they're losing $4 million per day. So that's why he fired people. The funny thing is all these woke activists who are complaining caused advertisers to freak out, caused Twitter to lose money and cost them their jobs. I'd like to give a slow clap to you guys because you did it to yourselves. And now they're complaining like, why am I getting fired? Because you gutted your own company's revenue. How about that? We're going to talk about all of that, my friends. But first, here's what we got to do. If you go over to Pop Vortex, we released a song at about 9 a.m. this morning. You guys heard us talking about it. Genocide, Losing My Mind. We, uh, around, I think it was a 4, 4.20 or 4.30 uh, today, displaced Taylor Swift on the iTunes Top 100, taking the number one spot away from the current number one hit song on the Billboard Hot 100. So I want to say thank you to everybody who listened to the song, who bought the song on iTunes. Now, as much as we just hit number one and we've been sitting there for several hours, Taylor Swift, of course, is Taylor Swift. She got wind at her back. You know, we're, we're promoting the song in our, in our video content. She's just naturally massively famous. So uh, if you haven't already got the song, you can pick it up on iTunes. It's 69 cents. You can go to losingmymind.com, watch the video, listen to the song. We're getting tremendous feedback. And really, if you haven't seen the music video, you got to watch it because we've got Taylor Lorenz, Chris Cuomo, Don Lemon, and, and more, and Alex Jones in this video legally distinct from guests or featured players. They're just in the video because, um, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're making them sing for us, basically, I'll put it that way. But uh, considering y'all helped us in a matter of eight hours, hit number one on iTunes and helped us displace Taylor Swift and no beef Taylor Swift. I am saying this because she is the biggest right now. She has the top 13, I think it is, on the, on the Hot 100. She is the biggest and we actually got our song to displace her on, on iTunes. So that's a sign of respect for Taylor and the work she did. And, and, and the fact that we're impressed that uh, with your help, we were able to get to the top. So what we're going to be doing is we got everybody who, uh, almost everybody who helped put the song together before we get started. We are going to recrack that Louis Thirteen that we cracked open. It's a very expensive bottle of cognac. We broke it open when Elon Musk successfully took over Twitter. Joining us today to talk about the news and more, of course, is Pedro Gonzalez. 
How's it going, man? Do you want to introduce Good. yourself? Yeah, man. Uh, happy to be back. It's been a while. Um, I'm a writer and editor at Chronicles Magazine, and that's about it. I'm a polemicist. I make people angry on Twitter. Right on. And then, of course, just uh, very quickly joining us to celebrate with this Louis, we got Luke, we've got Ian, Serge, Kellen, Carter Banks, who produced the song, he's also in the video as well, my, my brother who helped make the video happen, and of course, my girlfriend who helps run the company. So now we're going to take this epic bottle of Louis Thirteenth. If you're not familiar, Google it. It is very nice. And this is a celebration and my thanks to everybody in the room who is uh, helping make all this possible and who helped put this video together. We'll see how the song does. Uh, the first song we put out, Only Ever Wanted, was totally apolitical and it did really well. It, we, it's our first song, or our second song, really. And it ends up hitting Billboard, you know, on a bunch of different charts. We're actually looking at the metrics right now and it looks like this song is going to do better. So if you guys want to just uh, start pouring the Louie, who's first? Who's going who's gonna to come up? You guys coming up to grab it? Come on. Was Look, it doing? was Chris. Chris was first. All right, let's go. Yeah. I've never had this before. Poison. So this is a kind of bourbon. I'm reading about it here. Louis the Thirteenth. Cognac, right? Oh, it's a cognac. Cognac. Louis the Thirteenth. I'll take. Uh, I'm gonna take a, a louder with Liquor. Roberto. And don't spill it. Oh, we got a wide shot plan right now. Yeah, trying to get it. Trying to get it sorted out right now. Give just me that gotta wide, zoom. wide, wide. Just a little bit. Here we go. And I just want to give a special shout out to Taylor Swift. Who's an awesome musician, Taylor? I, I'm looking forward to working with you in the future, man. Let's make another number one hit together. <laughs> can we'll I, combine uh, can I also highlight this for all you guys? This is our Louder with Roberto Bug Club mug. Thank you. Also, uh, uh, Crowder. Uh, they also wrote about the song, put on their website. So shout out. This is our 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 spoof of Louder with Crowder, Bug Club Roberto. You know we like our chickens and our roosters. A fine cognac. All right, who's next? This is a lot. You got I'm coming around. I, yeah, I don't know. How, oh, that's a good amount. That's a good amount. Whoa. Can smell it. it smells like band aids. Who still needs some? I'm such a pleb. We got everybody. Ah, oh, it's good. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm drink so it glad I got that oh. reaction right there. <laughs> that was a good go. one, Ian. Ah, yeah. Look like you're drinking it in, yeah. Oh. Don't drink it yet. You gotta cheers. No, I'm just getting drunk you gotta, from you the smell. Cel- no, you gotta just, celebrate just your victory. Well. Look how much was spilled. Like a vanilla party foul. It's like a hundred dollars worth of Louis the Thirteenth. Let's find out why. All right, everybody. Cheers, Tim. Cheers. Nice work, man. Cheers. 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 Right, so I think there's a number of news stories today that we should be drinking towards. So keep, keep that on the table I, there. I agree, you should celebrate victory. Thank I, you. Ian. I tend not. I don't like to celebrate dates. I've kind of gotten away from the whole. Hey, it's December 25th. Let's all party and just because it's a day. But when you earn it, that's when it's worth it. The worse it tastes, I thought it was actually really good. I know. Headphones? Yeah. Not any headphones. There should be a volume there. Mathino Provost. All right, seriously, uh, everybody who's listening, I am seriously eternally grateful to all of you supported, uh, who support and continue to support our work. It was, it, you know, when we released Only Ever Wanted, it took 12 hours for us to hit number two on iTunes, and that's the best we did. And then I knew that if we put out something that was more political, because we had this one in, in production, and right before the election, we'd probably do way better. But everyone's, you know, a lot more people are, it's a better response. People are saying the songs, they, they like this one better because it's like, you know, boppier and poppier and all that stuff. So uh, I just want to say thank you for helping make all this possible. Without all of you, this would be meaningless. Without the human experience, without support from our fellow man and everything, 
uh, I'd just be living in the woods with a pointy stick and a dog or something. So, and thank you to Carter and Ian for working on it. Carter, especially for for doing all the heavy lifting. Thanks for and, having uh, me. Kent, I know, uh, you know, oh, Kent's yeah. not here because he doesn't live out here, but Kent Welling did all the heavy lifting on the video. We filmed for like an hour. Then we send the footage over to Kent, who puts this whole thing together super quick, and it is just, it, it was an absolutely incredible production. And a special shout out to Wombo.ai. They are the company that took the pictures of these media personalities and then made them sing for us that we could put in the video. So you can check it out at losingmymind.com. We have uh, right here... You can see the video if you want to pull that up real quick. Yep. We're inside braiding, concocting all the lies that we use to control your minds. And then you can see uh, we, have a, we have a nice little featured individual <laughs> in face. There. So, so anyway. Uh, can, can you play a little bit of it for the show just to give them a little taste? I'll just play a tiny yeah, bit. This because is the song you guys got to go listen to. Made to control your lives. We're inside braiding, concocting all the lies that we use to control your minds. Break free. All right, we'll, we'll wrap that up and we'll get on with the news and talk about the craziness. But uh, it sounds even better in the headphones, I got to say. Sounds really good. Really but, good. Uh, for, forgive the extended uh, uh, early opening segment talking about this. I just wanted to make sure I said thank you to you guys. And we did the celebration to thank everybody who put stuff together. So uh, that being said, Pedro, we introduced. If uh, we want to just get to it, Luke's hanging out. Hey, it, uh, you know, I got I got the message for perfectly for today's uh, show. And it says being happy and healthy is a revolutionary act. Celebrate your victories. Happy Friday, because essentially there is a war on your immune system and your mental health. Make sure you're fighting it as best as you can by being happy and healthy. And if you like that message, you could get the shirt on thebestpoliticalshirts.com because you do. That's why I'm here. Right on. Introducing. I have, hey, guys, thanks for having me, Tim. Thanks for having me be a part of the song. Carter, nice work, man. And I really want to really point people at the music tonight. Looking forward to talking with you guys about whatever comes up. And we got a big show because the table is completely full. We got Carter hanging out as well. Right. Yeah, you know, I've been mixing in a cave for a little bit, but I'm also here for a reason and would love to talk some politics. Where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram, CarterBanks4L, and the rest of YouTube, Twitter is just at CarterBanks. And yeah. Sounds good. We got Surge pressing all the buttons. Yeah, running around here. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. And there's another guy in the corner with the wide chat. You can see that's Kellen. Kellen's yeah, rocking. Kellen's over he here. also you presses, presses the buttons. Scanner, yeah. we, have, we have a full room, and it's all male, It's all dudes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> real, real sausage fest. <laughs> sausage fest here, guys. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking it, but you said it. All right, let's get into this first story and just uh, let's roll with it because, you know, we love this story. NBC News mysteriously pulls its exclusive report on how Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, calmly opened the door to cops in his underpants and then walked towards the hammer intruder who bludgeoned him. I mean, that's basically it. They deleted this video. But uh, okay, so we, we got it. There's so much to break down. First, the story was a, an unknown third person opens the door. They walk in. Paul Pelosi and this guy are fighting over a hammer. And the guy gets it and hits him. And then the cops are like, oh, and they subdue him. Then the story changes. There's no third guy. The cops came in and saw them fighting. 
Then the story changes again. Now you've got Paul Pelosi opening the door and calmly walking back to this guy. If he was really facing an intruder or being threatened, he would have walked out. He would have opened the door for the cops and said, please, officer, that's the guy. And he would have walked with the cops, not away from the cops. So the question is, did NBC News delete this report because this report was fake news? Or was there other reporting fake news? And this is the real news. I don't know. NBC said, for the record, specifically, by the way, it matters here what they said in this report that's now deleted and, and people can't find other than, of course, the saved videos that are being shared on social media. But they said specifically that Paul Pelosi, quote, did not immediately declare an emergency or tried to leave his home, but instead began walking several feet back into the foyer towards the assailant. There's also reports from that NBC program that this was something that was going on for over 30 minutes. Again, they, why, why can't they get their story straight right. here? Why did they delete this? What is really going on here? And the people who are asking questions were right all along. But but this, is, this gets even deeper because NBC just released uh, another article, another report, and the headline of it is, quote, the GOP has Paul Pelosi's blood on its hands. <laughs> I mean, Amazing. come on. I mean, just when you're trying to manipulate an event for your own personal political benefit, now we have such outrageous lies and confusion and, and so many different versions of events here. What's going on? I disagree. I think this is just as bad as 9-11. This is racist 9 11. No, 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 no. Even worse. This is worse than January 6th. <laughs> no, it's a Way worse it's a than 9 11 and January 6th look, look, and Pearl Harbor. Look, look, who hasn't been caught wrestling on the floor with some guy in his underwear and a hammer when his wife's not home in his house? Like, if that hasn't happened to you, like, you can throw the first stone, okay? <laughs> yeah, but now they're saying the guy wasn't in his underpants. Right. Why? Well, yeah, because they, they remember, changed that story. Okay, no, no, no. Okay. Look, look. They said he was well, in his underpants. They said he was in his underpants, and then they found zip ties. And then people right. went, Where did he put the zip ties? And they went, Uh, he had a backpack. No, like, so he had, he had a, a backpack, backpack in his underpants. Okay. Okay. Well, he wasn't in his underpants. Well, that clear, that, okay, that wait, clears what? up everything. That clears up everything. <laughs> no, I mean... Release the cameras. They have cameras. Right. They yeah. won't release them. This, this all could end if they release the footage. And the fact that they won't, I think, says something. What it mm -hmm. says, I don't know. But I mean, you can go back to the 911 call. And what does Paul Pelosi say? His name is David and he's my friend. He says, I don't... Well, he didn't say that. The cop is reporting what he right. heard. Right. And so right. he's he, the cop is like, he says he doesn't know the male, but his name is David and he's a friend and yeah. he's going to wait for That's his right. wife. That's right. Now, that it makes sense that the story was Paul dialed 911 without letting the dude know and then was talking loudly in code, saying something like, I don't know you. And the guy was probably like, don't worry, I'm a friend. I want to talk to Nancy. I wonder if the real story was this guy is a leftist. He's got BLM in his window. He's got a pride flag. Right. He lives with Ber Berkeley hemp hippies. Mm -hmm. I wonder if he was like, I need to talk to Nancy. Like, she's going to help me. Do you remember when that guy climbed Trump Tower and he oh, said, yeah. I need to talk to Trump? He was yep. a supporter. He wasn't a he wasn't mm -hmm. a, a, a hater. I wonder if that's what happened. And then when when Pelosi calls the cops, he's thinking like everything's fine. And right. then the dude ends up hitting him or something. Yeah. Maybe he yeah. pretended or, like or he how was about calling this? Nancy. Hold on. I got another story for you. What if the police hit Paul Pelosi? What if what really happened is Paul did call the cops? No, no, no. no hear me out. What if Paul called the cops and the cops rush in freaking out, break the glass, kick the door in and then see Paul in his underwear, hit him, knock him down and then go, oh, crap, that oh, was the homeowner. Oh, and hold yeah. on. That would explain why they said the intruder was in his underwear. It was an unknown man who answered hmm. the door. And now they're changing their story. He could have been That's drunk and, and rowdy and, and out of control. And they would they were like, hey, bring in the hobo down the street. We got to blame this on somebody. But but who knows what That's happened crazy here, too? Be, hey, be, yeah, yeah. That, that's another what if, possibility here. Well, so, you know, what if 
No, and, and, and maybe they brought him. I don't know. I don't want to get too conspiratorial. But what if Paul does call the cops? And when he sees the cops, he runs to the door yelling or doing something frantic. And the cops just boom right in the face. I wouldn't necessarily blame the cops. Like I, it's a bad thing if the cops just hit, struck a guy. But if you get a call as a home intruder and there's a, there's a crazy man in my house and then you walk up and you see a dude in his underwear coming towards you frantic and yelling, the cops are going to be like, back up. And they're going to hit you. Yeah. They put the guy down. They, Paul Pelosi goes down, hits his head, and they go, oh, crap. C- could we Get our story straight. Could we play the NBC report? Because it was very telling. I don't, I don't know if what, we have it. Do we have it? It's all over social media. It's all over Twitter. I, tw- I tweeted it out, yeah, of I can, course, I can and I got it out Twitter. there. But, but they also reported that the police officers didn't know the severity of the situation, didn't know that it was uh, Paul Pelosi. And that's, again, just extremely unlikely. Just arrived here at the Pelosi home exactly a week ago today. They initially didn't have any idea exactly what was going on. They knew they had a high priority call on their hand. What was unclear, what was happening inside the property just behind me. This morning, Paul Pelosi is home, back at the house that became a crime scene a week ago today. NBC News learning new details about the moments police arrived. Sources familiar with what unfolded in the Pelosi residence now revealing when officers responded to the high priority call, they were seemingly unaware they'd been called to the home of the Speaker of the House. How? After a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not immediately declare an emergency or tried to leave his home. Why? But instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. It's unclear if the 82-year-old was already injured or what his mental state was, say sources. According to court documents, when the officer asked what was going on, defendant smiled and said everything's good. But instantaneously, a struggle ensued as police clearly saw David DePap strike Paul Pelosi in the head with a hammer. After tackling the suspect, officers rushed to Mr. Pelosi, who was lying in a pool of blood. What we do know is he brutally attacked Mr. Pelosi and attempted to kill him. After spending several days in the ICU, Pelosi, who is recovering from a fractured skull and serious injuries to his arm and hand, is now home where Capitol Police remain on alert. Investigators have previously said Pelosi did not know DePap when the 42-year-old broke into his home. How did they know? Why Pelosi didn't try to flee or tell responding officers he was in distress is unclear. Fear takes All right, let's pause real quick. There is zero confirmation that DePap broke into the house. Right. This is between Pelosi and DePap. DePap's pleaded not guilty. There is a statement he gave. And so what I mean to say is, I'll clarify, there is circumstantial evidence he broke into the house. A lot of it. I'm saying is we've not seen hard evidence. The story is as they claim. We've not seen videos. We've not seen like third parties. We just have the two people involved saying, here's what happened. And then the cops changing their story 50 times. Yeah. So I think it's fair to say, why did NBC delete this video? Maybe the reporter was lying. Maybe the reporter was wrong. If you come to me and said, hey, Tim, this reporter lied, I would say, is it a day ending in why? So then someone says, yo, pull that story. This isn't true. I'd be like, not surprising. Now, hold on, hold on. That being said, deleting the video itself could be them trying to manipulate and cover up. So if you told me they deleted the video because it was true, I'd say, is it a day ending and why? 
So I'm not going to sit here and trust NBC. But, but their their report was predominantly based on the police reports and interviews they did with the police. So I, yeah. the burden of proof is not on, on NBC here. It's on the police officers who are trying to tell you there's no way the two knew, knew each other. How do you know that? Were they following and spying on these two people uh, for, for, for their whole lives? Again, that, that, that doesn't make sense. And another aspect here that doesn't make sense is this, this suspect that broke into the home was allegedly a mastermind uh, Q MAGA guy who was going to target Pelosi and go after her, saw the cops, and then that's the moment he decided to take a hammer and strike Paul? That, does, that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't add I, up. I don't know how this sounds, but I actually don't care a whole lot about this incident and the details of it. And what I care more about is the fact that it was propagandized as, a kind of, as a, an example of deliberate, methodical, right-wing violence, yep. an attempt to assassinate a Democrat by mm -hmm. some QAnon uh, Trump supporting person when just everything we know about, like the basic facts of it say that that's, a, that's not true. And at the same time that that's happening, you know, Bill Maher does a whole segment that this is a continuation of the Cold War, right? This is the Cold War in the United States heating up. He does this whole monologue. It's just absurd, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And as that's happening, you have a GOP candidate, I think his name is Pat Harrigan, uh, whose house was, was fired at. Uh, this happened that's in the right. last 24 hours. Police, His kids almost died. Police confirmed that someone shot uh, into uh, the home where his parents uh, live. And I think his kids were in, in the house at the time. And that's that's just one example, right? Like over the summer, uh, uh, Lee Zeldin was attacked. And I think there's, there's other recent examples of Republican politicians who are being attacked. And in some, it's obviously difficult to find. Like, are these people actually uh, Democrats or, or what are they? I think Z and there's one politician who was attacked by what, what the media characterized as a libertarian activist. But we don't know that, right? But the, the point is, is that th there is a disproportionate amount of violence that I think obviously comes more from the left, but where the difference is, is in the coverage. I don't believe your average MAGA person gets violent. Like I, I say on yeah. average, there's outliers, of course. Sure. But you hear these stories where Bill Maher says the danger of the right wing. Yeah. And then it turns out to be these Jesse Smollett incidents. Yes. But the media always reports it as though the right caused the problem. Yes. So an example is I was in Portland. Proud Boys were marching. Antifa started a counter protest. The Proud Boys were minding their own business and walking around with American flags. Antifa was antagonizing and screaming racial slurs. Did the media come out and say a peaceful march by conservatives was attacked by Antifa? Of course not. Yeah. They said, you know, violent right wing group shows up and clashes with Antifa or whatever. Yeah. But that wasn't the reality of what happened. That's right. We saw that a whole lot. The Proud Boys would go somewhere or not even the Proud Boys, like right wing groups, conservative groups would march with flags. And then all of a sudden, Antifa would jump and get into fights and the media would say it was either mutual combat or violent right wingers showed up. Yeah. And then you see what happens in, in New York. The mistake made by the conservatives when Antifa came and showed up to a Gavin McInnes, a Proud Boys, or it was a Gavin McInnes speaking event, and started throwing things at people and basically surrounding the outer blocks, Proud Boys run full speed at them, get into a fight, start bragging about what they were doing and how they fought, and it was all live streamed. When the police arrested them, well, the good cop-loving right-wingers said, sure, officer, I'll tell you everything. And right. Antifa pulled their masks up and ran full speed and refused to give statements. Yep. The Antifa guys, no charges. Why? Don't know who they are. Right. The Proud Boys, they're in prison. Yep. That's how it works. Yep, back the blue, yep. right? We have this okay. other story, though. Let's, let's, let's always look. back the blue. Don't question that. That's Just right. Always support the boot. <laughs> Check out this story in, the, in, a, in a similar vein. Vandal throws Molotov cocktail through Oklahoma donut shop window days before it was set to host a drag queen event. Second time shop has been vandalized in as many weeks. I got to say, I don't know if... Uh, I find it really hard to believe that a guy would put on a MAGA hat 
and a black hoodie and then firebomb a, a cupcake shop, even if there's a, a, you know, drag queen story hour happening or whatever, or, or whatever, you know, like would a Trump supporter or right wing guy be like, better put on my MAGA hat before no, I go no and commit this crime? Hell. Probably be the opposite, actually, <laughs> would, if right. wouldn't, you know. I would probably wear like an Antifa costume. You would and do it. Well, not me. I would do something <laughs> like this. But if I were in that person's shoes, right, yeah, right. No, it's right. Exactly. No, it's you would, it's you a would. repeat of the Jussie incident, right? Like that. This is MAGA country. Yeah, uh, it's, it's literally that, yeah. except with a hat. That's mm -hmm. it. Well, you know the issue is when one side is evil and plays dirty, they're going to do things like this. Now, now look. Uh, you know, before the show, you mentioned you wouldn't be surprised if it really was someone on the right, right? Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me in this environment now. If they came out right and they arrested this guy and it turns out his name was John Smith and there's photos of him all over Trump's rallies, I'd be like, well, he's clearly crazy because we think anybody doing this is crazy, be it left or otherwise or whatever. But uh, I mean, yeah, right. Considering the environment that we're in, you've got you've got people targeting kids. And and now I don't know if you guys saw the uh, the St Stephen Colbert apologized. The Tudor Dixon debating Gretchen Whitmer says a guy came to me and said, these, these explicit books are in these schools. The Democrats won't give me answers, so I'm voting Republican. Colbert goes on his show and says it's made up. It's not real. He was forced to apologize on his show because if he just did a Google search, he would have realized this wasn't made right. up. And he opened himself up to defamation by saying, Tudor Dixon made this story up. Right. That, that happened. Right. So there's, there's a lot of parents who are starting. Look, when you have Democrat voters in places like Dearborn, these are Muslims, coming out and being like, my whole family's voting Republican. What do you think conservatives, like staunch yes. religious right conservatives are thinking when no. they're seeing this stuff happening to kids? No, it's, it's, it's worse than that. I mean, it's, speaking of, of Muslims, there is a, a case documented by Abigail Schreer in City Journal. A, uh, a devout Muslim uh, had a son who's autistic and he had a really bad episode. And I think this was during COVID. So he took his son to the hospital. Uh, they lived in, Wash in Washington State. And because of the COVID policies, he couldn't stay with his son overnight. So he goes home and the next day he gets a call from the hospital and they tell the father, well, your son's problem is not that he's autistic and had an episode. Uh, it's that he's actually a girl. Wow. And to this father's credit, he played it a lot cooler than I would have been. And, and basically, he played along and was like, yeah, just what do I do next? You know, like, wh 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 what are the next steps to basically beginning the process of affirming my, my, my son's real identity? Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly, it's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. And the hospital releases his kid and he takes his family and moves them out of Washington State. Because he knew that if he would have bucked too hard, uh, social workers would have gotten involved. Because yep. the, the way that that works, the way that the hospital, you know, was able to confirm that he was trans was uh, b between doctors coordinating with social workers and kind of evaluating the kid. Wow. And I mean, like, we already have cases where families are being broken up by these people to transition kids. And you have people that work for organizations like US Path and WPATH, these, these uh, trans advocacy organizations that are saying... Like these are doctors that are saying we're working with courts to teach them how to take kids out of houses so that we can transition them when their parents are being difficult. Well, it gets even worse than that because in places like Canada and some European countries, if the parents don't play along, don't go along with what the doctors or the psychologists want yeah. the, the kids to, to do and to go along with the transition, 
they literally get put in jail. They, they get arrested yeah. for misgendering their own children and not going along with the transition of their child. So you come for people's kids and then you're surprised that the temperature in the room rises? Yeah. When you say things like, you can't stop us from transitioning your kids and we'll bring the courts to bear on you, like you're surprised that some people might lash out? Yeah. yeah. Now, now, this guy either is an absolute idiot who, who sure. was doing this as he you know, is portraying himself to do this, uh, or he's someone who's you know, doing something just for the optics there because there was a, a surveillance camera in right. HD. He did have that red MAGA hat. And either he's an absolute dumbass who's very right. stupid and just has very low impulse control and then did this stupid act as, as, as a real act, or it was a setup in order to get those optics going right before the election right. that, of course, work in favor of the main campaign issue that the Democrats have. And that, of course, is January 6th. Right. MAGA Republicans bad. MAGA guy firebombing, firebombing this publicly yeah. lit area yeah. with a big surveillance camera with the red hat. Yeah. That, that, come on. <laughs> Not to mention he was wearing a mask. Well, he, and it was the second time in however many weeks that that place has been vandalized. Right. It, it could be a right winger. I don't know. No. You know, but I just love it's like they learn from the Justice Millet thing. Yeah, They're like, OK, we need the, yeah. the people to actually wear the hoodies and the MAGA hats. And yeah, this yeah. is MAGA country. Otherwise, yeah. no one will believe it. But I, get it on tape this I time. think that's I think that's a good point is that every incident like this is framed as part of this bigger narrative of like basically. I mean, it, it's so obvious, right? Like the media is trying to turn. The, the Paul Pelosi thing, this thing into the, the case for why you should not vote Republican uh, during the midterm elections because they have no other case, right? Like they've completely doubled down on being insane going into midterms. And yeah. I think there's a recognition of that. Like, well, the only thing that convince people that could convince people to not vote Republican or whatever is to, con is to convince them that there's this like imminent mass violence that's going to happen after midterms. I mean, yeah, but from Democrats. Well, I mean, you're, you're hearing this, right? Like, uh, it's them. They're going to, yeah. Do it, well, so. they're, well, they're saying, uh, like was, vote, vote for us or else. Yes. That's basic, basically what basically, we're being told. Literally like six days until democracy. Did ends. you see that guy on MSNBC who said that, uh, the, the Republicans are going to kill your children? Beschloss. I think. That's, yeah. Yeah. He said six days until democracy. ends. <laughs> he wow. said they will murder your children. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't, I was watching and I was yeah. just like, this guy's lost it. But Hey, you know, like when I. When I say civil war, everybody, that's your cue. Uh, it's because of people like this. Drink. Drink. There you go. Hey, if you got it. But he's, he's really, going. Really he's good, going. By the way. Luke poured himself a lot. Hey, I got the pour. Okay, I got. I didn't pour myself the glass. Someone gave me the pour. Where's yours, Louis? Tim. I finished it. Oh, you did. You ate yeah. Delicious. I didn't. I didn't give myself that much. It was just you know to sip it. This is a burden, not a gift. Okay. <laughs> no, it's a burden. By the by the end of the by the end of that glass, it will feel like a burden. I bet. Yeah, it's a cognac. Maybe. I wonder if I can try and find that video while we're talking. You guys keep talking. But uh, yeah, this guy goes on MSNBC. Yep. He's raving. Yep. And, and, and it's, it's normal to them to have him go on the show and say this stuff. Look, you know, people, people have a meme about me saying civil war. But my approach is always like, you know, we hope it doesn't happen. We're kind of on that path. It may be an informational, informational warfare. It may be fifth generational. It may just be this, but who knows? It really could get crazy. Yep. This guy goes on and says, six days. They, they could kill your children. And who knows if historians will even be able to write anymore. It's wild. None of the ones that are currently writing should. Uh, for the, That's my, my position. But I think that you actually should take these people at face value when they say things like that. And I think it's a mistake that the right makes or conservatives make that they don't take, the, they don't take people who are insane seriously. Like, like People like this, if given power, would absolutely do things to hurt you and make your life worse. 
Yeah, I was thinking about people that are in pain, taking them seriously, like people that are uh, young people that feel like they're in the wrong body or transitioning their bodies. Like it's not not right to laugh and joke and point because like they're they're real people. And if you do ignore them, the threat will get worse. It could become a real threat. Like, yes. so it's, it's you got to take this stuff seriously. So when they're saying things like that, yeah, I mean, like you, you, you I mean, obviously it's funny to hear that. But at the same time, it's like, no, you give these people the power to hurt you and they will do it. Absolutely. Because they see themselves as the victims. They see themselves... I, although the establishment is completely on their side, they absolutely view you as the oppressor and they're going to act accordingly. I thought that it was very strange this guy was wearing a, a MAGA hat. MAGA? MAGA? Well, it looks like a MAGA hat. I don't know what it says. Oh, really? So they don't know. It's, okay. a, red hat, it's a red hat with white letters but it, and it's got some it's, trim on the brim. It's the, the kind of thing where like if some random guy, some random like Indonesian dude, shout out to Indonesia, went and like burned a house <laughs> to the ground and then laid down like a piece of paper on the ground that said Trump on it next to the burned yeah. rubble that some media would be like Trump's supporters. And you're like, yeah. the media, the media is reporting. It is a MAGA hat. The they daily dot yeah. is. Yes. Yes. So, so remember when that uh, football player, like ex football player tried opening like a pizza and a wing place. Mm-hmm. And then he vandalized them and then wrote like MAGA and like racial slurs. And then they were like, it was actually him who did it. I that, missed this. That, that or there was a church that got burned down. And then the dude put like a racial slur on the ground and it turned out like mm-hmm. it was the pastor that did it and they were just trying to frame yeah. the right. Yeah, this happens Yo, all the time. Yeah, rural right wingers are not getting in their cars and driving into cities to seek these people out. I mean, the uh, the amount of work involved in that, I don't Seriously. think the average person and, has. And if, if you're going to commit a crime, right, check out the place for surveillance cameras right. and, and then maybe, you know, knock the sur- surveillance camera down, but don't frame yourself right in the middle of it when it makes the perfect shot of of, of this propaganda and that we're seeing shared everywhere right I now. I think there was a story in the Wall Street Journal that actually argued that like it, in these days, more, more often than not, or at least at, a, at an alarming rate, a lot of these, let's call them hate hoaxes, are fake. And they're perpetrated by the supposed victims. Yep. Like this is in the Wall Street Journal. And I think that's... Uh, so why wouldn't it be the case that people on the right might be less inclined to do this stuff? And I think it's there's an understanding that like you will go to jail, like unlike the left that, you know, burned down half the country in 2020 and pretty much everyone who was involved in those riots uh, got off with either a slap on the wrist or no slap at all. Like if you if you get caught doing something like this and you're actually right wing, like you're going to jail for a long time. There's just yeah. there seems to be a kind of understanding that, that the system is against you and it's going to punish you severely. I want to play this video. Clay Travis tweeted, MSNBC historian says, if you vote for Republicans, your kids will be murdered and democracy will die. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado. And a historian 50 years from now, if historians are allowed to write in this country, and if there are still free publishing houses and a free press, which which I'm not certain of, but if that is true, a historian will say, what was at stake tonight and this week was the fact whether we will be a democracy in the future, whether our children will be arrested and conceivably killed. We're on the edge of a brutal authoritarian system. <laughs> and it could be a week away. Like, and wow. a he's going, he's, this is what happens. They watch MSNBC and this guy says, if the Republicans win, they're going to arrest your children and kill them. Like, they actually think in their minds, the cop is going to be like... You know, Trump's orders, Sorry. walk into your house, yeah. take your seven-year-old in cuffs, and then bring him to a firing squad. What, what, are, they, what yeah. are they imagining happens in this, they're, in this country? They're riding the back of the Trump bad narrative, man. The whole Biden administration and mo- momentum is based on, look how bad Trump was. It's so annoying. And now they're, now they're still saying it. They've extrapolated yeah. it to Trump's voter base. 
right. and how bad, bad, bad they are, how bad they are. It's just Nazi propaganda, man. It's what Hitler did to the communists with the Reichstag fire. It's just this full false flag nonsense about creating a boogeyman. That's well, what I'm getting out of it. The, um, the, the, the funny thing is if, you, is if you juxtapose it to what McCarthy has said or the GOP agenda is after midterm elections. Do you know what it is? What is it? Entitlement reform. Yeah. So you have this guy screaming that, you know, like they're going to genocide your kids. And then McCarthy's like, actually, we just want to cut Social Security. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it just, but on the other, how do I say this? Um, I wish the GOP was half as radical um, as these people think it is. Because yeah. it's, it, the, the disappointing thing is, is that the GOP is not nearly prepared to actually use the, the electoral windfall that it's going to get. Uh, for nothing it did, by the way, I think people are voting Republican, understandably, because the Democrats are so insane. But the GOP, I don't think, is prepared to actually use the electoral gains it's going to get to change the trajectory of the country in a meaningful way. Bill, Bill Maher's a great example of what's wrong with the left, because you can see it when he says things on his show about the woke left and, and, and the whiny millennial and Gen Z babies and all that stuff. It's like, OK, he's, he's clearly heard something, yeah. but he's not actually Googled it. Like he's seen a video on Twitter yeah. and then said, oh, heavens me, I'm not going to research that. So then he goes on MSNBC and he's like, these right wingers are so violent. It's like, bro, there was an insurrection on on May 29th, 2020, where there were thousands of far left extremists. There's photos of D.C. with fires raging. It's it's an over overhead view of D.C. You see smoke everywhere. They tore down the barricades at the White House. They set fire to St. John's Church. They firebombed a guard post in on the White House grounds and they injured 150 cops. Five twenty nine. Worse than January 6th. Yep. No, that's exactly right. The president was forced into a bunker. But I'm glad that Bill Maher will just kind of reflexively, you know, do that because it, re- it reminds people that like you, you can't trust people like Bill Maher. I'm sorry. Like the, the, their tendency is always going to be to punch right at the moment of decision. And I think that's good that people are reminded of that because there was a moment where, you know, there was that that uh, segment that Bill Maher did, I think, with with uh, uh, with Weiss about covid. And like it was Weiss basically finally saying like, well, I'm, I'm not comfortable with like masking things like that. Right. It's like the rest of us are like already fed up with this. And but because Barry Weiss and Bill Maher talk about it now, it's fine. Right now we can we can start saying like the masking and the vaccines and all the regulations were dumb and wrong. So I think it's good that Maher will still kind of misstep and, and expose himself. I want to show this photo. Yeah, that's right. I just Googled, I just Googled DCBLM rights. Yeah, there's there's this uh, view. I, I guess it came from a helicopter. And you can see black smoke rising. There's actually a wider shot. It shows black smoke rising in several areas. Yeah. This doesn't happen to these people. Like, to, in their minds, this never happened. Nope. You ask them, about, like, what are you talking about? I actually saw a leftist journalist have a big Twitter thread about how the BLM protests were peaceful. F- fiery, but mostly peaceful. Yep. That's what, uh, who, who said that? MSNBC? CNN. CNN, CNN said CNN. that. Yeah. These, there's a journalist who said, the reason why we take MAGA so seriously, blah, blah, is because although there were protests during BLM, they were peaceful. And we didn't understand that when we go out, I'm like, are you talking about people died? They the literally whole, yeah. got killed. Several dozen <laughs> yes. people, people were killed. Billions of dollars in yeah. damage. Yeah. And, and, and then and then you yeah. see you see that MSNBC thing where they had the panel of Trump supporters and the, oh, yeah. the host goes, yeah. a cop died on January 6th. And they're like, no, he didn't. Yeah, no, he he didn't. died later from natural Ashley causes. Ashley Babbitt died. Ashley Babbitt Ashley got shot. shot yeah. That was the, only, that was the only person who died as a direct right. result of that, of, of that whole thing. Yeah. Let him keep saying it. You know why? Because if there's anything you can do, like, you know, Ian, you brought this up with your mom when you said Biden shouldn't be sniffing kids. And she said, he's not doing that. 
And then you showed her and she went, yeah. okay, he shouldn't be doing that. Yep. If you can show someone, right. not as an adversary, like here's a video of them ransacking, uh, you know, burning St. John's Church. Yep. Here's a video of a, of a man in Dearborn, Michigan saying, I don't like sexually explicit books in my kids' libraries. Yeah. Then they watch Colbert and Colbert goes, that never happened. That It didn't happen. We looked into it. Now, all of a sudden, that, that normie aunt or uncle of yours is watching, be like, I actually saw that. I, right. I saw that yep. video. Col- right. Colbert's lying. Yep. This is the part in the movie where people start pulling other people out of the matrix and start waking right. them up. And the, well, it's because they're emotionally on the same level. It was like with the, the whole uh, replacement theory thing that happened a while ago. I wrote an article on Newsweek, um, and it, it was just so easy to show that the Democratic Party has for decades made it an official electoral strategy to simply replace the electorate. Like it's, it's, they, they say it openly, you know, like that basically fewer white people means more wins for us. Like this is, this is not me saying this, this is the democratic party saying this. And this is why it fell apart was because it's like, no, 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 we can just quote the New York times saying this. But when Tucker Carlson said, this is what they're saying, they said he's promoting great replacement. That's right. And it's like, he's quoting Democrats. Yes. It's like outright the, the New York Times is promoting the great replacement. Charles Blow, you know, like the, it's, it's Democrat politicians who are promoting it. Tur- Tucker is just repeating what you're saying in your own words. So no, you're right. Like the, you allow these people to just show you who they really are. Yeah, but you he's know, not celebrating and cheering it on. So he's, he's yes. man bad. But yes. I do think the, the white right. angle is the incorrect angle. Like, I really don't care if a bunch of uh, Venezuelans come to the United States for the most part because they hate communists. Like, that's the reason they're fleeing. Mm-hmm. So typically when you see like in, my, in Miami, you'll meet Venezuelans and Cubans. They're like, communism is trash. We love America. This is a great country. Free speech, free enterprise. And I'm like, I like that. These are, these are good people. So it's not, it's, it's not about race, it's about values. The problem we have is they're bringing in people who are just looking for an economic opportunity and it's, not, it's, it's nothing to do with any of this. When you see people coming across the border, it's like, I can make more money here. They don't know our values, they don't believe in our values, and that's an issue for us. Because Democrats are trying to bring in people to, to, to allow them to get political power, either through the census or through creating new demographics, new voter bases, But they're creating a demographic of people who are like, I just want something. So then you get voters who are like, don't care, don't know. If you give me something, I'll vote for you. That's why Joe Biden's like, I'll give you 10 grand towards your student loans. I think, I mean, there's there's a whole argument to make that, you know, that the the identity aspect does matter. But from my position, I just think it's ghoulish to to basically celebrate uh, and advocate replacing the core demographic of a country. When has it ever happened before? When is it? When has it been openly discussed in human history? Like, let's take the, the, you know, like the stock population and just replace them. Yeah, it's not like uh, talked Khan, about I think the that. Romans for <laughs> sure, but they don't talk yeah. jo- joyfully about, no, about, about it. No, about themselves. I'm saying like that, that's just, this has never happened before. It never in human history has, has a society uh, talked about its own core demographic population like that. Like the Romans didn't say we're, we're going to replace ourselves or something like that. No, like, no, they would replace but, but look, like, look, look, look. the conquered Gauls with Romans. I really sure, don't kind of think the identity thing is, I don't, I don't think the immutable identity thing matters. When Candace Owens comes out, they say she's a white supremacist. Right. I get that too. It's because there's yeah, cultural. I, I, well, that's the point. Like if, if what you, look, the white liberals nod and agree with whatever they say. So it works for them. Any other group that agrees with what they say, it works for them. But it's, it's, it's not about race. They'll come out and claim, you know, this, this white person who is engaging in racist activities isn't racist if it's in favor of them. 
affirmative action, for instance, or creating segregated libraries. Like they, they, they did that educational thing in, I can't remember where it's Seattle or whatever. Dearborn did this with POC and non-POC digital cafes. If it's a white person doing that, it's not racist. If it's a conservative person, if it's a, a conservative white person, no matter what you do, it's racist. But if you're a conservative black person, if you're Larry Elder, you're the black face of white supremacy. Right. So I, what I see is they're looking for a way to bring in people who don't care about um, the American ideology, the American way of life. That's all that matters. If you were born in America and you're a Marxist and you hate America, you are welcome. They're not going to insult you. They're not going to smear you. You're, you're, you're good. You're golden, even if you're white. If you're a black conservative, but you believe in American values and free speech, you're a white supremacist. Yeah. Or Uncle Tom. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. I think, th- I think there's a middle ground there between people like me and people like you. I mean, the, the, the basically, yeah, it does seem to be a, a policy of the Democrats to simply try to replace the demographics that they view as troublesome, whether or not that that's actually true. Uh, well, I mean, that, is, that is what they advocate. Yeah, it's a it's a correlation, right? This country in the 60s, I think, was like 90 some odd percent white. Most of these people are, you know, they're Christian, they're meritocratic, they're anti-communist. Sure. So the easiest way to target that demographic is the surface level racial attack, exploit racial animosity. I mean, I think this is part of like the communist strategy for subverting a country. But the reality is you can be of any background and have values that we think are good and the Democrats will try to destroy you. They'll lie about you. They'll smear you and they don't want you here. Yeah, I think ultimately what we're talking about is assimilation. And I think that what we're saying is that people that come to this country are expected to assimilate in, into certain values, right? And my position is just that the, the things that we refer to as American values uh, originate in a specific demographic. And that's not to say that other people can't, you know, assimilate right. into that. Uh, but assimilation is very tricky. It requires pauses in, in immigration. It requires a kind of a, a basic understanding of like house rules. We don't have that, you know, uh, Anything goes except, of course, the things that we can characterize as racist. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's a there, there's an, a, an agreement there. Let's jump to Twitter. Sure. We have this beautiful tweet from our good friend, Will Chamberlain. How's it going, Will? Shout out. He says, Elon Musk has fired the curation team, the human rights team, the ethics team, transparency and accountability team. Nothing of value was lost. East. Bravo. Yeah. So um, this individual said yesterday was my last day at Twitter. The entire human rights team has been cut from the company. Why is there a human rights team right. at Twitter? It is a tech platform for you to send words to the to the to people. Why do they have a human rights team? Well, according to what I'm seeing online, they were specifically going after people who were calling for bodily autonomy, calling for uh, medical freedom, and for uh, parental rights. So there you go. They were going after those specific individuals. I love this it, what one. Do those the most words mean though. Sorry, go ahead. The curation team. Ah, uh, the entire curation team was fired. I'm very happy about this because. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Twitter once put on their what's trend, what's happening uh, trend, trending tab for like two weeks, a fake story about me. 
totally mm. fabricated, completely insane. And people were commenting on Twitter being like, why is this really weird fake story can, uh, trending when no one's talking about it? It's not relevant. It's not political. It's just a hit piece. What was the story? Um, I'm not going to get into it. Okay. It's just a fake story. It fabricated in every respect. Okay. And Twitter's curation team decided they should make sure all of their users see a story that no one cared about. And the response from most people was like, why is this trending? This story is clearly fake. Because they're ideological. Because these people are... are Marxist leftist cult members. And so anything they can do to attack their ideological enemies, they do. So good riddance to them. And then we have Ben Collins. He's also one of these fake news guys. He says the entire ethics, transparency, and accountability team at Twitter is gone. If you want a sense of uh, where the site is headed, where is it headed? Where is a tech platform headed that doesn't have a uh, ethics team? You, you know, look, yeah. man, that's what I call bloat. That, that guy, Ben Collins, his, his, uh, bio on Twitter is dystopia beat, which is hilarious because he just runs cover for actual dystopia. Yeah. He just writes fake stuff. Right. That's right. No, I I think that, um, I I have noticed that I'm being, uh, targeted less with like tweets, people and content that I hate. Whereas like before I would log in and be bombarded with like, you know, pro Ukrainian war propaganda, people screaming about how the U S needs to get involved in stuff. And I hated it because I don't follow any of these people. Like I don't follow the Kiev post or the Kiev independent. Right. But I would, I'd I'd open my app and there would be somebody saying that the United States has to continue giving Ukraine aid like after midterms. I mean, why am I seeing this? You know, God, no, it's just, I've just noticed that like in the last few days, I don't see that anymore. So Elon Musk's $8 plan is striking at the heart of us cyber command operations, manipulation, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So we learned this 10 years ago or so from this uh, leak that the U.S. government was producing sock puppet accounts, that private companies would make a series of fake bots that, or r- bots yeah. and, and sock puppets. A sock puppet is an account that looks like a real person that you control. So, you know, a sock puppet would, sock puppet would be John Doe has 10 accounts. One is John Doe, and then he has Jane Doe, Rick Doe, Bobby Smith, and he acts like they're different people. Then you tweet something like, I'm a big fan of pineapple on pizza. And then all of a sudden you get slammed by just 10 posts all being like, you're, you're disgusting. That's really awful. Oh, come on. You don't really like that. And it makes you feel like you're being unpopular. All yeah. of a sudden people are attacking you for doing yeah. this thing. And so you're like, oh, you know, I, I was just kidding. I, I won't. But it's one guy. Yeah. With Elon Musk doing this $8 thing, the ability of the U.S. government and other intelligence agencies to manipulate using bots and sock puppets is gone. Yeah. Because people are going to be like, I don't want to interact with random anonymous accounts. Sorry, I'm going to ignore, ignore, don't care. Yeah, I mean, that was something that I commonly heard was that people who would tweet things that, you know, contrary to the consensus on the war would just be swarmed by, by just a non, tiny, a non-counts that were either just recently created or had very few followers that would all be just be basically brow. Like I saw it too. Like my, I wrote about Ukraine and stuff. Like I would get swarmed by these accounts, like these nobodies. And a, a lot of them had been created in the last year or so. Yep. I don't really notice that anymore. I just, I tweeted this and a bunch of people got mad. I said something like, stop interacting with anonymous accounts on, and your experience on Twitter could become way better. And this was maybe like a year ago. And then I had a bunch of people, even like real people be like, you're so, you're so wrong. Tim opposes anonymity, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, when did I say you shouldn't be allowed to be anonymous? I said, if you don't interact with them, your day is better. Why? Look, 
You're allowed to be anonymous. I don't care. I think it's good in a lot of ways. But don't expect me to waste time with 1.3 million people, you know, if, if they're all using cartoon communist squirrels. Like, dude, I am not going to argue with someone I can't see. I'm not going. To, I hear I hear muttering through the wall. I'm not going to start screaming at the wall. I'm going to ignore it. Someone gets on Twitter. They don't want to show their face. They don't want to use their real name. You can't expect me to engage with a million plus people doing that. Sorry. I see somebody who uses their name. Will Chamberlain, right? We, we, we brought him up. It's a picture of him and his family. And it's his real name. So there's a strong likelihood I'm actually talking to someone. And that could, that could be fruitful for me. I won't be wasting my time. I don't know, man. You could, you could have a cartoon, a communist squirrel account. And it's probably the same guy arguing with me from 10 different accounts. I'm, I'm not going to waste my time with that. You're allowed to be anonymous. I got no beef with that. I'm just saying, don't expect me to give you my time if you don't show me your face. I'd originally taken it to the extreme and said, if you don't make a video and speak so I can hear your voice and look in your eyes, I'm not going to respond to you because I don't believe who that you're who you say you are. It's a little extreme because like, I know Will Chamberlain personally, and, and I know that's his Twitter account. So there are I, cases where I'll respond to some text. And every, now I'm a little more lax on it now. I want to kind of involve people, but I'm not going to get stressed out by text. I, I, go ahead. Sorry. I just want to point out real quick with the termination of all of these uh, uh, teams. This means that right before the midterms, if a Hunter Biden laptop story came out, there's no weirdo to censor it. Yeah. So Hopefully. like the, the Paul Pelosi thing. Yeah. It's it's that's yeah. it. Yeah. Free speech. No, I, I think you're, you're already kind of seeing this again. It, it might be just be perception because. You know, we're excited about the possibilities of Musk making uh, Twitter less cancerous. But it, I mean, it does seem like uh, things are getting through. Uh, but on the on the point of Anons, like I, I follow a few Anons, but the ones that I follow are like they're high follower accounts typically uh, that, right. sh- that I've shown that like they're either like historians or, you know, like independent scholars. Uh, I think I think good Anons can be really constructive and you can learn a lot from them. But yeah, I think there's. Uh, a, a problem with these these sock accounts, basically. Right. Just one I, I follow, dude swarming. Well, you. it's not just sock accounts; it's psychological operations. Israel yeah. first started to, to talk about how they were hiring tens of thousands of individuals that would just go online and, of course, uh, actively work on setting the perception online as Israel being more favorable than than anyone else. The United States, the Pentagon, of course, have a similar program. But I agree with you. There's yeah. a fine balance because yes. we we yes. still should have privacy yeah. but at the same time we got to be careful when it comes to the psychological operations yeah. which seems like elon musk is disrupting what will be the price for that disruption how will the the deep state the the pentagon and all these other large government institutions yeah. that depend on this for their larger psychological operations response to this that's another question that i think we should worry about yeah. oh man i want you to imagine what a future is going to look like if if elon musk has his way if the republicans win on tuesday i'm imagining Mixed race families hanging out in their front porch. The dad's playing catch with his son. He smiles. Then the pizza man delivers it off. There's a, there's a milk crate from the milkman. Dude's it's just doing horrifying. push-ups. It's going to be nuts. Kids healthy. Everyone's fit. No fat people anywhere. Oh, I'm yeah. so... Verified. Uh, yeah. A lot of discussion. And now here's the scariest part. They go to church on Sundays. <sighs> is, it, is it bad that my fantasy is, is much more like vengeful of what happens in <laughs> I want to hurt these people because they've been trying to hurt me and like no. decent Americans. Hurts we, we kind want, of vague. That's, that's yeah. a bad way to put it. We want to fix the problems. Have well, accountability. Yeah, it, you don't want to become tales. what you're no, fighting. No, no, no. no it, right? I mean, I mean, I think. Well, do you want to be what I'll, they are? I won't. I won't. I won't leave that one go. But no, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I think the reality is, is in order to fix this country, like you're going to do things that are going to like like the transgenderism, right? Taking on transgenderism, 
is going to make heads explode. Uh, and, and you would have to necessarily shut down institutions. Like you would have to attack uh, the accreditation of clinics, of hospitals. Yeah, but, of, but now you're helping people. Right. It is. Look. Yes. Yes, we, that's right. It's I know what you mean. We, I don't we, want to hurt yeah, bankers, we don't, we don't. but I'm willing to change the banking system and yes. people will lose their jobs. So you could argue, well, then they yes. were hurt that's by exactly that. Right. But that's exactly kind of, you right. have, that's what I mean. Yes. You that's have right. so many stories of detransitioners who wish they never went through with it yes. and their lives are, 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 are you know, irreparably harmed. So when you start coming in and following the science yeah. and actually yeah. stopping, uh, you know, the bad stuff, you're actually helping yes, a lot of these right. people. That's right. So you, you take a look at what's going on in, in Europe, and they've already started doing away with a lot of that stuff. In the U.S., they're just the left is a cult. They're, they're obstinate, unwilling to look at the data. They believe what the media tells them. They believe what, what, what the government tells them. And that leads people to dangerous, dangerous places. We need, we need to stop all that and actually just try and be you know, calm about things and genuinely help everyone. So the end result is I, I, don't, I don't know the Republicans are going to solve all the problems. I, I, I honestly think they won't. I think there's a handful of good ones that will will do some good things. They're saying that uh, uh, Rand Paul will be the head of like the health committee or, or something like oh, that. Awesome. Yeah, I, I don't know. I saw that on Twitter and I'm like, oh, Fauci must be sweating bullets. Hey, that sounds really good <laughs> if they win. So let's let's get that to happen at the very least. But the end result of this is we're not seeking to hurt anybody. Nobody's getting hurt. We're getting justice and accountability. When you arrest a guy who robbed a liquor store, you're not hurting him. He may be hurt in the arrest. I get that. But we're ultimately doing it because we want to help everyone and stop this guy from, from doing wrong. Ideally, in my, in my view, we would arrest someone because we are trying to help them. We're trying to rehabilitate. Unfortunately, I think we need prison reform and criminal justice reform because too often we don't do that. But the end result should be we are, we, we, we are better than they are. We don't, we don't go out and burn down buildings and riot like Antifa does. We don't justify the violence and then lie about it. Everything that's happened from this eclectic bunch of people from libertarian, post-liberal and conservative has been to make everyone's life better. And the problem is the left exploits the goodwill and good faith of those trying to actually help people. Yeah, I just think that in order to really, like I said, do the things that need to be done, like we have to be willing to to become a little bit more ruthless with power. I mean, perhaps like holding people accountable for things like transgenderism, for covid I mean, like you're talking about, like, I, I, I don't, I'm not just kidding when I say we, we, we should have military tribunals for the people that thought it would be a good well, idea to but, lock people but, in look, their homes and force you, vaccines you, you, on them. You don't do a military tri- tribunal for citizens. You do a, na- a normal prosecution. Like, you, you don't in, in bring in the army to arrest people for a civil Right. Well, you, you understand what I'm saying. Like, I think the, 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 the yeah, you, scale but you just arrest the level, them. You, sure. you, you arrest them, we charge them, and we, we, first we, we get Rand Paul on the health committee, whatever it's called. Then he launches investigations, files subpoenas. Then Congress can, you know, start making criminal referrals. Then uh, after the Republicans get in in 2024, we can weed out the corruption in the DOJ. It's going to take a long time, but the solution is fairly more normal. Congressional inquiries, federal investigations, special counsels, arrests. And I I think that's the path to go for, uh, go for Let's jump to this uh, next Twitter story. Elon Musk, he says Twitter has had a massive drop in revenue due to activist groups pressuring advertisers, even though nothing has changed with content moderation. And we did everything we could to appease the activists. Extremely messed up. They're trying to destroy free speech in America. Now, this is funny. Elon Musk himself was fact checked. It says multiple advertisers have confirmed they are pausing spending while they see what direction Elon Musk takes the platform. 
The growing exodus of advertisers comes amid concerns Musk will scale back misinformation and security protections on the platform, which he did. Hank Green, famous YouTuber, says you tweeted a conspiracy theory from a website less credible than the National Enquirer like four days ago. We all need to look inward as well as outward. Elon responds, and therefore Twitter should die. And Hank says, of course not. It's just, it's too simple to attribute this to, I love how he put it's just dot, 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 as if he's talking, like, why would you do that? It's too simple to attribute this to activists when advertisers are given reasons to be cautious. You wield a lot of power, and it would be very good for Twitter for you to do it more thoughtfully. Hank, these people publicly came out, various media organizations, and told Twitter, they are, I'm sorry, they told the advertisers to pull their ads from Twitter until Elon makes guarantees. So this was like, I think it was Media Matters, a few other organizations. They, the activists actually publicly went to the advertisers and got them to pull their ads. So it's just like, you know, Elon Musk says, Hank, try a Google search. Seriously. What was he talking about? Who, Elon? Yeah, he said, do, I didn't get the... If Hank, you Google, Google search, search activists are pulling ads from Twitter, you will see numerous high-profile oh. mainstream stories of big activist groups telling advertisers to pull their ads off Twitter. Yeah. Elon tweets that's happening, and Hank says, you can't attribute this to activists. The advertisers have real concerns. Like, no, it was literally activists who, who wrote the letters and, yeah. and sent this Sorry, their way. Hank. Yeah, even according to the Foundation for Freedom Online, they came out with a report detailing how specific individuals, specifically uh, Bill Gates, were the ones pouring millions of dollars into dark money funds to attack Elon Musk to make sure that advertisers pull ads out of Twitter. And, and today we're seeing General Mills, Audi, Pfizer, of all companies... Pulling their ads Tragic. from uh, Twitter. Yes. How, what, what are we going to do without I those? say no. I say boycott, but there's one. I want to read this. Elon Musk says, regarding Twitter's reduction in force, unfortunately, there is no choice when the company is losing over $4 million a day. Everyone uh, exited was offered three months of severance, which is 50% more than legally required. It's true. But I just want to, I just want to, I kind of want to bask in this. If you guys want to just feel the emotion, angry leftists started screaming at advertisers to get them to drop Twitter. And then Elon had to fire them because he no longer had the money to pay their salaries. So I just want to make sure I really reiterate that they got fired because of themselves. Yeah. That's just, it's wonderful to that's see. Great. They cost that, themselves their jobs. That's exactly literally. right. They literally cost themselves their jobs. So now they're going to go home and they're going to cry and they're going to demand the government give them money. Congratulations. What do you do when people don't learn, right? I think the $8 a month tactic is wise because you want to get away from investors. Well, not you do what you want to get away from investors. You want to get away from advertisers. You don't want to let corp other corporations run your corporation or decide the d your things you got to do. So I'm fully yeah. on board with this $8 well, a month. Well, thing. you never, you know, quote, bite the hand that feeds you. And when it comes to big pharma, when it comes to Pfizer, they sponsor a lot of news reports. They sponsor a lot of right. media organizations. Right. They sponsor a lot of social media organizations, which I think it's fair to say and criti criticize right now that, the, that it affects their coverage, their curation of that particular company that keeps pouring in millions and millions of dollars into these platforms that, that does result in favorable coverage for them. Yep. So Going back to tribunals. I'm yeah. just kidding. So, so overall, this is this is a, a great thing that, yes, advertisers are showing themselves. They're showing their true colors. They're saying, hey, we don't stand by free speech. We don't stand by something that we can't control. We can't curate towards our personal benefit. You having free speech is a threat to us. So we're going to shut this down and we're going to make sure that we're going to publicly take ads off of Twitter to try to bring it all down. 
So I, I think it's clear as day what's happening right now. And I think that $8 you know, a month model is something that's going to fight against a lot of this bullcrap. And why I said from the beginning, I would support it. I would pay for it, especially if Elon Musk keeps his promise and Only when. frees the unbanned people. Yes. Dude. I, my, my attitude is when he unbans the pr- pl- political prisoners... Then I'm going to sign right up and be like, thank you, good sir. It's a good product. I was so ready to gamify this website with avatars that you can buy with tokens and get them outfits and stuff. I was just looking over my documents, uh, the systems that I've built for this. Elon, let's do it, dude. Let's go. I think uh, uh, mostly based off of how how Minds does it, my proposal was when you sign up for Twitter, every account is defaulted Mm -hmm. in the top level safe for work mode. Meaning any post that's not safe for work mm. is blurred out unless you click on it to reveal what that post is. But no shadow bans. If you're following someone and, they're, and, and they're, their post is, it breaks the rules, it gets just blurred. And then you have to choose. It'll say, this post broke the safe for work rules and maybe not safe for work. You click it. Yeah. Twitter actually has something like this, but you don't need to suspend or ban people if the rule break is like hate speech or whatever, or, or maybe like it's something, some kind of offensive thing. So the, the way I see it is, if you break the rules, your single individual post is blurred. If you break the rules three times, your whole account is default into the second tier, not safe for work category. People can go into their accounts and put, sh- always show me not safe for work posts. And then everyone is identical. Or they can stay in the safe for work mode. And then every post from you will still appear in their feed with your name, but they have to click it to see it. That way, advertisers don't appear next to it unless the person chooses to have it appear next to them. That's not the company's fault. More importantly, if someone lands in not safe for work mode from violating the rules, you can have it be that ads don't appear next to these posts. It's that simple. And then when you get put into this filtered mode, it lasts, depending on the severity of the, of the uh, rule break, between one and three months, unless you commit a crime. Then you are off the platform, depending on the severity of the crime, for as long as the punishment of that crime is. So like, basically, if you commit a crime, you go to prison. We get rid of your account once you're out of prison and paid your debt. Then you get your account back. It'll be a not safe, not safe for work mode for three months and then it's restored. And then someone said, what about people who are already banned? All of their accounts instantly get reactivated, but are in not safe for work mode for three months and then instantly re- restored to a normal account. No shadow banning, no algorithmic restrictions. The only change is it's blurred or it's not. And someone can just click it and it unblurs. Good move. Yeah, Mines has a lot of that implemented already with the not exactly. safe for work stuff. Yeah. And, but but the, the problem is, this isn't about that for Twitter. The problem is, they want you gone. If you say something like, communism is bad, they want you gone. Who, who do you mean, who's they? Like the establishment left, the cult. They, they just destroyed their own jobs. They would rather see Twitter explode than lose this political power. Yeah. You, you saw this kind of play out over the debate over blue check marks, right? Uh, the, 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 there is something deeply offensive about the idea of people being able to buy one as opposed to them being awarded based on what is essentially prestige. Matt Iglesias, I think is one of the worst analysts of our time, uh, <laughs> did, did this thread and he, he argued the opposite. He's like, trust me, He's lying. Jur- journalists don't think that the, the blue check is prestigious. Why are they freaking out over this? No, 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 no. no. I can tell you for a fact, right. having worked yes, at Vice. Absolutely. That, that it was like when I, when I started at Vice, People asked me, like, oh, do you want to get verified? They're like, let's put in a call and make it happen. Yeah. And that's literally, I think yeah. what they did was they emailed, yeah. and then I was verified, boom, like that. Yeah. It's a social They're, status and personality. Absolutely. People. And they lord it over you. Yep. But, it, but it's not even that. We had, I think it might have been Fresh and Fit. I'm not sure if it was them. But they said, when you're verified on Instagram, you're, you get DMs. You DM, you DM a, a woman on Instagram and you're verified, it's like you get a date. 
The verification, everyone knows what it means. Yeah. These journalists only like a year ago, actually one guy recently tweeted, I'm verified on Twitter with 30,000 followers. Don't F with me. And he was like talking about, it's a product, like some company did him wrong. And so then his response was, I am verified with followers and I will. They absolutely view it as a status symbol. 100%. As a social media developer, it is so funny to watch people obsess over their social media stuff because it is, you're a button click away from being zeroed out just so you know when you use social media. Stephen King, what did he say? That they should be paying us. He's right though. They should be. And Elon's agreed to do it. So Twitter is one of the only platforms that doesn't pay its top creators. Hmm. So That's a good point. Yeah, I, 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 they started showing you view count on your tweets on mobile or whatever. And it's like my tweets get hundreds of thousands of views or whatever. So Twitter is relying on me to generate interest in being on the platform. Yeah. And then I get nothing for it. That's why they did the verification thing, because it was a way to not pay people, but trick them to be Give active on something. the platform. Yeah. Right. I mean, it worked. I mean, and you see how taking it away from them is making them so angry. I, I agree with it. I, I love the idea. I w- I w- it's going to be awesome. So one of the challenges with verification, the reason why they made it exclusive, was because they couldn't afford to, to look at everyone's ID. There's just too many people. Charging eight bucks, Elon can hire people to actually do the verification process. And then what you do when you get verified is like you show an ID in a credit card or something. Something like that. I think it's like an ID. For me, because Vice did it, Vice just said, you're good. And they said, yes. Yeah. But there are other people who like, you'll, you'll wake up one day and it'll be like, Hey, we're verifying you. You'll just, Hey, it's happening. And like, Oh, and then they ask you to send to your ID or something to prove it. I say, anyone can do it. If you have a business, you just submit plain as day. And then we know your business is the official account because someone at Twitter confirmed your account. That's you all it means. Ver- it's yeah, just verifying right. the official account so that if you see another Tim Pool, they know that you're the one that has the check mark. That's, right. the, That's the point right. of That's verification. All it be. And then you don't need to appease advertisers. You have advertisers, sure, great, but you don't need them. You're not dependent on them. You're, you know, Pfizer in uh, 2021 they spent two billion dollars on advertisement. That's, That's a lot of money. Not on Arts Twitter, in just just in general. I got I got to say too, uh, to be honest. I did an ad for Will of the People, and it had a really great impact. I was impressed. On Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it traveled off of Twitter, got millions of hits for not that much money, and then I ended up seeing results on other platforms from people who had heard the song, and I was like, wow, it's actually, I'm kind of surprised because I thought Twitter would be bad. Well, let's no, do it, it again. I'm sure Elon would appreciate the We're investment. Running. Now We're... imagine what $2 billion does. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we did like five, I think it was like five grand in ads hmm. and got like millions of hits. I was, I was shocked by that. That's crazy. And uh, we, we are doing with the new song with Genocide, we are doing, we have, we have a company handling it. So I don't know exactly what's going on, but they, they sent me like, here's the things we're going to be running. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, do whatever. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, with Elon Musk coming out and doing this stuff, it's a good sign. I'm totally down for advertising on Twitter. I will sign up for Twitter Blue the moment he actually unbans the political prisoners. Because mm-hmm. otherwise it's just like, you know, dude, don't, don't, it's Jack Dorsey all over again. He told me to my face, yeah. we're going to create a path to redemption. Mm-hmm. And then he never did. They, they never had any interest in doing it. And it's, it's insane because why not just yeah. let Milo come back on the platform? Like, mm-hmm. no, seriously, why not? What's Be like, harm? hey, you were banned for six months. We're sending you this email to let you know we're going to restore your account. And we're asking you to follow these rules. If you don't follow the rules, we will just have to ban you again. We're hoping that you agree. And then they'd get a power user back. Mm-hmm. But they're, it's ideologically driven. They just want the political victory. Yeah, but but Jack was you know a symbol, and and Jack also didn't get rid of the human rights team. 
<laughs> Elon Musk. <laughs> so, so you know, props to him because again, everyone's freaking out. The human rights—they don't understand what the team actually did, right. the larger effects of it, and it was a net negative to everyone. Let's let's exemplify exactly what happened to help you understand why what Elon Musk is doing is so important. I have a tweet here from uh, what is this, Luke Rudkowski. I heard about that guy. Luke, Luke. we are changed. <laughs> yeah. He tweeted, what kind of dystopian nonsense is this bullish? The Twitter fact check of the White House got fact check on Facebook as missing context. This is what Elon Musk is fixing. The White House put out a tweet that said seniors are getting the biggest increase in their Social Security checks in 10 years through President Biden's leadership. There was a flag, a tag posted on that on that tweet that said, actually, this is because of Richard Nixon. And the increase is due to inflation. It's automatic. So the White House deleted the tweet. Luke shared this image and Facebook, uh, I should say AFP, labeled it as misleading post, claiming Twitter started fact checking Biden. When you have partisan actors working on your fact checking, this is what they do. But when Twitter fires them, the legitimate fact check resulted in the White House deleting their tweet. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Yep, and uh, you know, I, I got a warning about this on my personal Facebook page. All I tweeted was the photo of what happened on Twitter, saying, "Now this is a fact check." Uh, j- just being like, "Hey, this is pretty incredible that this happened on Twitter." And now they're warning me that my posts could be moved lower in the newsfeed. I mean, they're already pretty low in the newsfeed. Uh, they get very little engagement. Uh, it, that people are less likely to see them because I shared a, a photo of, of what was going on here. I, again, this is the fact checkers at war here. And when you're seeing this in our social media landscape, this actually gives me a lot of optimism. It gives me a lot of hope to, to see this larger battle of ideas finally playing out in such an absurd way where Facebook fact checkers are fact checking a, a Twitter fact check. They're uh, helping Biden. Yeah. This is the crazy thing. Yeah. If Twitter was to remain the same without Elon Musk, they would not have gotten fact checked this way. They would not have deleted the tweet. They were lying to the American people. But on Facebook, You've got this one organization called Lead Stories. They've published fake news about me more than once, and they've had to retract it because they put these fake. There there was one. I did a story uh, around the 2020 election, and it said something like Republicans send slate of electors to cast a vote for Trump. They flagged it as fake news. And they said the Republicans don't have electors. They didn't win. And I said the Republicans did send a, a group they called the slate of electors. The first 30 seconds of the video was me saying these are not the official slate of electors being sent by Republicans. They didn't even watch the video. They fact checked it and they got my channel demonetized and damaged by lying. They yep. don't even do th- this is the, this is the game. And you can see it happening right now on Luke's on Luke's Facebook, yeah. on Luke's Twitter. It happened so many times, it's infuriating to even keep up with because there's dozens of events when either it's CNN issuing a fake copyright claim against me, taking down my live streaming abilities, whether it's Reuters saying that my photo from Davos and all the private jets wasn't real, even though it was an actual photo from Davos. It, I could keep going on and on how reality is just being manipulated in a way to attack people who 
just to try to give a different perspective, a different side of the story. If you're anti-establishment, you're going to be dinged. You're going to be punished. You're going to be downranked in the algorithm and put in the cyber gulags for daring to express an opinion that these people don't like. And that's absurd. And this is an abuse of power by these big tech Dude. social media companies that are really run by intelligence agencies. These people think that if Republicans win, the Republicans will arrest their children and murder them. Now, I'm sure not all of them think that, but enough of them probably working at Facebook do. And they're saying, I have to do this to save democracy. Fact check false, even though I know it's true. It's real for them. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's what makes them so dangerous and and so willing to to do this kind of thing. Maybe maybe Donald Trump will bring back the institution, the mental institutions. And uh, but not in the you know, I don't want any negative ones. I want ones that actually help people. I don't like the idea that Mm -hmm. we send medically ill people, uh, you know, addicted people to prison. People who are unwell need help. They need compassion, understanding. So when someone comes out and calls themselves frog self and thinks that Republicans are taking children and murdering them, it's like, you are suffering from a delusion. We're not mad at you because of this. We don't hate you because of this. But you are a danger to yourself and to others. And to allow you to go on social media and organize other people who are suffering is going to it's going to hurt more than just yourselves. So what we're going to do is it's called a 5150, a temporary psychological hold. So that we can assess, you know, I, I think there's real challenges to allowing the government the power to lock someone up like that. But there's also a balancing act of what do you do when people are legitimately mentally ill and being given positions of power as opposed to being given help so they can get yeah. their heads straight? Well, I think we've, we've fetishized what is essentially mental illness in many cases. I mean, like transgenderism is, is obviously one of these things. Uh, mm-hmm. Until recently, it was understood to at least be indicative of some kind of un, you know underlying... I think, I think it's in the DSM-5, it's considered a mental disorder. Right. Not, yeah. I think they distinct that from... It's distinct right. from illness. Yeah. I don't know. Though. And but Well, the point is, is that uh, we've not only normalized it, but we glorify it. You know, we, we encourage that kind of behavior. In, in other words, we encourage mental illness. Yeah. And... Where these things actually require compassion instead of uh, instead of glorification or you know simply just actually abusing these people somehow. No, I, I completely Spe- agree. Specifically, we have the neurodivergent trend. You're familiar? You're not familiar with? Is that, that? like a fancy way of saying autistic or something? Neurodivergent <laughs> means kind of. it means you, you're 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 suffering from a mental disorder or a mental illness. Okay. So this starts. I think it starts on Tumblr. Where people Everything are like bad starts on Tumblr. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. somebody would be diagnosed with like ADHD or Asperger's. They would say I'm neurodivergent, like meaning your yeah. brain is yeah, yeah, different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They would say that it's not bad to be uh, away from like the norm. Yeah. And like no, but here's the problem: all of these things start from a correct place of yo. We don't hate you for d- being divergent. Yeah. Like if you're overweight, I don't hate you. I want you to get healthy. You know, I'd, I'd say, you know, cut out the carbs. I did. Mm-hmm. I lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. You know, just I want you to be healthy and happy. Yeah. I, I look, I grew up skateboarding. If you really want to feel good, go to a skate park. Now, there's a lot of snooty people some, you know, that skate. But if you go to a skate park and you're really bad at skating and everyone can see that you're really bad and then you finally land your first trick, the whole park erupts. People oh, yeah. are screaming and cheering every time. If, if you go to a skate park and there's like pros, the best of the best skateboarding. And all you can do is a humble kickflip. And you're trying for an hour and you can't get it. And then you go up the pyramid and you do a kickflip. And it's the worst. It's the ugliest in the world. But you get it. 
everyone's going to start screaming and cheering and high-fiving you mm -hmm. because it's about you. It's about you doing well and doing better. That's how I view things. When I see people who are, who are you know, doing better or whatever, I want to see them do well. And then I want them to mind their own business so I can mind mine. But on social media, the exact opposite happens of what you just described. Because when you're not doing well, when you're afraid someone, when you're delusional, when you're paranoid, when you have a mental disorder, you're then praised. You're then congratulated. Right. You're then yeah. even yes. promoted in the algorithm, yes. which has, we have to acknowledge the elephant in the room. And whether it's, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Google. TikTok. Uh, especially TikTok, yeah. uh, especially this instant kind of glorification, this this kind of algorithm that has been running our lives, we have to acknowledge that it has had an extremely net negative impact on humanity and its mental health yes. to the point where we are reaching a, a point that there's no going back from where people are losing their minds and still somehow deciding it to turn it into some kind of content where they turn the yeah. selfie camera on and still yeah. try to glorize it somehow. Yeah. And that's nonstop what you see on Instagram, nonstop what you see on TikTok. Yeah. And whether it's, uh, you know, adultery, whether it's, it's degenerate behavior, whether it's just behavior that's extremely negative for the individual, all of that is glorized yeah. on social media, and we should really be taking a step back from yeah. that and saying, hey, we should really uh, decide what is going to be happening here with this impact on society. I think anorexia is a really good example of, of something we all know and understand is, is a bad thing, right? It's a bad, it's a, it's a negative behavior. Um, what's really interesting is to see how anorexia was spread through basically uh, peer, peer groups, uh, in a thing that's called social contagion, that basically um, one girl would become anorexic and then her friends would become anorexic and then through social media and group chats and things like that, other people who are outside of the immediate friend network would then also become anorexic, right? Because the idea was to, to get their bodies to conform with, with some standard, okay? But the difference is, is that we knew that things like anorexia were spreading through peer contagion, uh, through, through social networks, but we always knew that it was a bad thing. We, we always knew that anorexia was, anorexia was something to be treated, not something to be glorified. And so you, you can basically take this idea of social contagion and apply it to like, you know, transgenderism, which I keep coming back to or whatever. Like uh, there are so many other uh, things that fall under neurodivergent. I don't know. Uh, and, and as opposed to with, trans, uh, with, with anorexia, which we acknowledge was bad, we, we glorify it now, right? Like when, when someone is skinny, like that's kind of synonymous with being an, uh, an, uh, having anorexia. Uh, we don't do that when someone is overweight or trans or whatever, or has some other weird thing like ADHD. We glorify these things and it, and it continues to spread through mimesis. And so these are, anorexia yes. is, uh, is, a, is a mental disorder. I, I'm assuming it's in the DSM-5. This is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, 5th edition. And this includes uh, gender dysphoria. So the challenge that we have, I think, is you get banned for bringing this stuff up. Yes. You'll say something like, hey, gender dysphoria is listed as a mental disorder in the DSM-5. There was this big push from activists to get it delisted so that it would no longer be consider considered a disorder. And then what happened was a bunch of prominent activists said, stop. If you get this delisted, you can't get prescriptions for it anymore. It needs to be a medically recognized disorder so that people can go to doctors and get treatment for yeah. it. So they were like, actually, in their activism for, like, I guess the, the status of, of being considered normal, I suppose, they didn't yeah. want to be associated with the disorder. They yeah. almost lost their ability yeah. to get, to yeah. get uh, treatment. 
I think I keep coming, I keep coming back to the radium fad uh, a few decades oh, ago. Yeah. Basically, we, we yeah, hundred years ago, more yeah, than, right. yeah, more we, than a few decades, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we started applying um, radium to everything, like obviously watches and, and porcelain things like that. But but people also started to um, drink. It, it actually wasn't that. It's the, not as long ago as you think it was. The women, yeah, would who were doing the painting on the watches right. would the, brush their gums. Yes. And their yes. and and their faces, wow. and then what they would do is they would smile in their teeth would glow yeah and then their jaws would fall off a few years later called them radium girls here's a here's a look up radio and the radio endocrinologist here's a really good uh a really good example for our time uh for a while it was believed that if you were a woman you could take a radium suppository and insert it into your body and it would it would improve your female functions oh wow and on the other hand the radio endocrinologist was a credit card sized uh uh device that as a man, you would tuck under your scrotum when you went to sleep at night. And the idea was, is, is that the radium would make you more virile. That if you had, you know, problems what? With, with Mr. Pool down there, that it would help you. <laughs> um, Quite but, literally doing right. the opposite. And so when you go to sleep, you tuck it under there, right? And uh, obviously all this did was sterilize people. Really similar to the stuff that we're seeing now, right? In the mm-hmm. end, they're just sterilized. Yeah. But, but the, the in- really interesting part of this was, is that physicians believed in it. Yeah. Physicists believed in it. Yeah. Uh, members of the U.S. government created entire institutes, like the National well, Radium Institute. People used to drink mercury. Wow. Right. But, and here's, here's a really, another really interesting aspect of it. In order to sell this stuff, like how do I get you to tuck some radium under your scrot, right? Well, I tell you that if you want to be a real man, that this is what <laughs> you have to do. And so an entire industry emerged to shape marketing, to shape basically conceptions of gender and sexuality that made it desirable to start taking radium suppositories or use the radio chronology because you want to be a real man, don't you? With like a nuclear <laughs> yeah, boner but, but, or something. You know, wow. that sounds like marketing. You know, they, yes. they, 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 they came up with a product. Yes. They said, this is great. We're going to make tons of money yes. off of this. Yeah. Humans, right. uh, hum, uh, humans aren't, well, I, I suppose, depending on how you put it, humans are either stupid or they're not stupid. For, for, the, for the entirety of the planet, we're actually really smart. But who knows what's out there? Uh, yeah, dogs lick hey, their own butts. You know, hey, what are we up against? Just no, really quick, a nuclear I say a nuclearized boners is is a great marketing term. It yeah, is. it was, yeah. and it was super so, effective, and a lot of but, guys look, went look, sterile. Humans are not much smarter than they were. I, actually, I think I think what I read was humans are not smarter than they were forty thousand years ago. We just know more. We've accumulated more data, created data repositories. So when a, a, you know a new human is born. All of that knowledge has been collected and they can read through it and learn it very, very quickly and then specialize in it. That means several hundred years ago, they would drink mercury because they wanted to cure syphilis and they didn't know what else to do. And they thought it worked and they were dying. And then we discovered penicillin and antibiotics. And then all of a sudden we started curing these, a lot of these diseases today. Or so, so going back then with the, the, the radium scrot tuck thing, they are, they're just people who are like, I'm going to make money. Sounds good to me. Yeah. They don't have the data, and then we get the data, and then we're like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that because it's making your balls but fall But it off. was the right. marketing that they were doing off of people's manhood. They Did were, you look they, it up? Okay. No, I'm just right, right, right. But what I mean is, what they, 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 my yeah. point was that they used that man, the manly stuff was marketed in, for everything. Right. Like, eat your steak like a real man. Right, right, There's that right. famous ad that went viral on Twitter of the husband spanking the wife because she bought bad coffee. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a lot of that marketing existed yeah. no matter what totally. the product was. So but, like browbeating people based on their sexuality is a marketing tool. They still do. No, but look at the Gillette commercial. Mm-hmm. Remember that one? Yeah. Don't be a toxic man. Yeah, yeah. Now it's well, just my, the my, my point with the radium thing is, is that 
it was a moment where it was like, well, this, this is what the science says. The science says that this stuff is going to make you more of a man right. or more of a woman. And we just didn't know. And then the well, humans were well, the study. They thought they did know. That's my point. Right, the yeah, same we, way that we, we think we yeah. do know now everything. Did they about. have short-term exactly. results? Is that why they thought? Ask about that. It was like years later, the women's teeth would fall out. Their jaws would swell and get cancerous and fall off. I, I imagine Crazy a tiny dude. bit of radiation is probably good for your body. No. Yeah, you, it's heat. Well, you know? I mean, depend. Well, ionizing radiation like is the not the sun gives us some. You're talking you about want it a bro, little bit. You're talking, I'm talking about, about thermal radiation, <laughs> not radio like ionizing radiation. All right. So like your cell phone is non-ionizing radiation. I believe it uses what like microwaves to yeah, send signals so. that don't destroy your DNA. Ionizing radiation rips your DNA to shreds, causing your body uh, to be unable to replicate proteins, and then you die. Mm-hmm. So. There's a, right, big, there's a bit different. So the, nas- the National Radium Institute was founded in 1913 uh, by a doctor, Howard Kelly, a physician at Johns Hopkins, and James S. Douglas, who used to work uh, for the federal government. So, let's, so let's ionizing radiation is a science. result of yes. too much radiation. If radiation gets too in- insane, then it starts to ionize. So the radiation you're referring to, I think, is like electron decay. When the electrons are firing off because the, the element is unstable. That's, hey, that's don't ionizing. don't be mad right. at Ian. He's onto something. He he's trusting the science. He's yes. trusting yes. the medical experts and the government from from day one. Yes. Am I supposed and to he's doing the right thing according to you know the, the federal government and the CDC right, right, right. and the FDA. I want to. He's wanna, a man of honor. He's doing the right here. thing here. I want to get this one last story in because we're going into we're not going to be here for this weekend. We got the midterms coming up. White House violated ethics guideline by deleting. I like how they say it, fact-checked. Fact-checked tweet saying Biden had given American seniors the biggest boost in Social Security. The reason I want to bring this up, first and foremost, the White House violated ethics by deleting public record. But someone super-chatted this to us, and and forgive me for not remembering your name. They super-chatted saying, is it even legal for Biden to delete public records from the White House Twitter account? That's public record. And lo, you were correct. So here we go. This is how, I guess, broken the White House is. They try passing off a lie, and when they get caught, they violate ethics to try and get away with it. Now it's only made it worse, which is another example of the Biden administration. They're digging their hole deeper. Mm-hmm. Someone should make a sitcom about this guy. You know, a sitcom <laughs> about Biden. I'd, I'd watch that. Just you, add a, Ryan Long. Hey, hey, wait, wait. There Just is add one. a laugh track. Yeah. Add seriously. a laugh track to... You, have, you ever see um, those viral videos of, like, friends with no laugh track? Yeah, it's so weird. And it's really creepy. We could totally take a Biden speech and just add laughs. And it would be like a comedy or, you know, Biden walking around or whatever. I'm kind of like, I, I was more comfortable when they were lying to me and I didn't know with George Bush <laughs> Jr. and the Iraq war. Right. At right. least then I was like, oh, they lied. Everyone kind of agreed. Hey, they shouldn't have done that. We mostly yelled back, like, don't do that anymore. Now it's like when it's happening in real time and it becomes apparent, I I'm, I'm guess I'm glad it's happening out in the open now because we can see it and we can criticize it. I think that's an important part Are of this process. Are you it's happening in the open? I, I, like, because it was always happening, I guess. Can we I, criticize it, too, is another question. Yeah, as long as you don't make unfounded claims. Hmm. Yeah. According to who? According to them. According to me, sir. To them. <laughs> Man, seeing the, the ivory tower crumble. When Donald Trump got elected the first time, I likened it to there's an ivory tower. And there, you know, the, the left-wing populists and the right-wing populists come up to the doors and they're yelling, rabble, rabble, rabble. And then, you know, Pelosi and Schumer and the Clintons and Obama, they're looking out the window with their pinkies out drinking wine going, oh, the rabble is trying to get in the building. Bernie Sanders knocked on the door. They splashed water on his head and said, get out of here. And he went, oh, OK, I'm sorry about that. And then he left. And then the other group of right wing populists leave, come back with a bull 
And then they look down going, oh, crap. And then Donald Trump, who's the bull, smashes the door in and starts rampaging through the ivory tower. And I found it hilarious. You know, there are people who are like, Donald Trump is a fascist destroying this country. And I was like, I'm just imagining all of these uppity elites laughing, like, like terrified that Donald Trump is doing these things. And it makes mm-hmm. me happy. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I can say. Whatever. It's not my choice. But now I'm looking at where we are with, with Twitter. Since then, it's like sledgehammers been taken to the base of the ivory tower and it's on the verge of crumbling. And they're, and they're looking out the window going, stop. Stop. If you let them keep doing this, democracy will end. And it's like, okay, dude, you're up there. We're down here. Sorry, I'm not listening. So, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to Tuesday. The White House, they can violate ethics all day and night. It's it's the desperation. It's become an ugly perfume. How about that? So should we sue or should somebody sue the White House for uh, violating an ethics clause? Well, I don't know how you handle this. I mean, maybe we need to make sure that if any Republicans do win, we're screaming in their faces, like figuratively. No. You need inquiries. We want subpoenas. We want criminal referrals. We have to wait until Facebook fact checks this so we know exactly what to think about it. And then we can move forward confidently knowing that we're we're appropriately informed. Judiciously, the White House should keep the tweet up and then the fact check should be there as public record and they should comment on the fact check. They but they can't. The issue was Biden accidentally said the high inflation is my fault. They said Social Security is going up because of Biden's leadership. But it was only going up. It was triggered by an automatic. It was an automatic trigger due to high inflation. So he basically said that high inflation you're suffering from is because of me. Whoops. You need to delete. So they were like, we got to get rid of that. They used the phrase through Biden's leadership. So you could you could define that in a couple of ways. One is like through his hard work. This happened as a result of his hard work. Or you could say like. Yeah, through 2022, we did all this. It wasn't like 2022 did it to us. We just did it through the process of his him being leader. So in that sense, you could argue that, yes, Social Security did go up through the period of his leadership. But I think that they were insinuating that he they was, just brought he up so it. much more attention to this bull crap. <laughs> yeah. They just literally, yeah, I would, I would they, they uh, Barbara Streisand did this to, to yeah. such a high level yeah. that we're still talking about how they inflated the economy to yep. the point that they're yeah. giving out record social security checks. I mean, this is beautiful. It's, it's awesome. And, and again, this is mainly because of, you know, the change at Twitter. I, I don't think this would happen if Elon Musk wasn't at Twitter. No, they will oh, stop the yeah. community. The there would be check, no I would think. exactly agreed, yeah. and then and then someone would tweet out the White House is lying about the Social Security thing, and it's only happening because of inflation, and then it would be locked. It would get a red exclamation point, and it would say election interference, fake news. That's what they they, they just did that to Jesse Kelly. I'm pretty sure they locked one of his tweets. He said something like, "If you can't count the votes in a yeah, day, I there's cheating that. or whatever." That's right. That's right. Well, dude, people are allowed to have opinions. And if someone's like, I don't like it that we have a month of voting. Sorry, we're going to lock yeah. your account because of that. Yep. There's, there's, that's, that's clearly bunk. But I got to tell you, Elon Musk has gotten rid of the ethics, accountability, and transparency, curation, and moderation. So what I will say, going into this weekend is going to be very interesting because uh, there's nobody at Twitter. The offices are all closed and everyone's locked out until Monday. The only people who are still there are critical infrastructure. Does that include content moderation? There's pros and cons. That means you can be algorithmically locked out of your account and there's nobody there to fix it. It could also mean that there's nobody there to lock you out of your account right before the midterm elections. It's a free for all. Yeah. So we might, this is kind of like, 
like 2016. You, no, have, it's 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 like the 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 powers, the meme magic was suppressed and locked away by dark forces, and then Elon Musk he comes into this tomb with carrying a torch and he sees this large green frog shaped rock. And then he strikes it with a hammer and then it cracks and then green mag- meme magic bursts. We may actually see uh, a glimpse of the power of the meme magic from 2016 with all of these people being removed from Twitter. It's going to be like it was where people are posting jokes constantly. The memes go viral. Everyone's laughing, having a good time. And then MAGA Republicans get memed into office. Yeah. Maybe it's the midterm. If Elon Musk pulls this off, 2023 is going to be crazy. 2024 is going to get even crazier. Oh, yeah. The memes. The Great Meme War 3 is upon us. I'm just here for the memes. I don't I care who wins. I don't care who's in office. As long as we just have the memes, we can I have got, a free I society. Got, I got an idea for uh, Seamus for Freedom Tunes. It's a guy pulling up like an old computer laptop and like blowing the dust off of it and wiping it away and opening it up. <laughs> and there's a big folder that says memes. And then he double clicks and he's like, we're back. You can dust them off, bring them out, bring out all the old memes. Do you guys ever see the uh, the uh, Donald Trump Keck meme magic mini documentary? Mm-hmm. Yes, actually. Where it's been a while. I may have. Yeah, just talking about how like the ancient god Keck was a frog, and oh, then yes. Keck was this. World of Warcraft, right, dude. That's right, so right, right. crazy. Yeah, it's great. I, I vaguely think I remember this stuff. See, we, we we see this is the crazy thing. There was a brief moment where we started to understand the power of memes. And I don't mean literal magic. I mean community organizing. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then this, this video came out talking about how people memeing this stuff was actually having an impact on politics. They destroyed it. And now we're going back to this curated top-down world that sucks. Yeah. Like when there were three TV channels. You can't mm-hmm. stop the meme, though. That's why I came in blazing about graphene when I started on the show. And I just I wanted to set a meme standard. I'm the graph. I'm the meme guy. I'm the graphene guy. Now, when you think of graphene, you think of me. That was my intention. I memed it into existence. Maybe I I'm think being a little. It, it, I think of this, there are, sorry, go no, go, go, go. when people say things like, uh, you know, Twitter's not real life. I think it's a misunderstanding of, of the dynamic that the Internet has with relation to politics and things like that. Like, actually, the things that happen on platforms like Twitter can ultimately influence. They, they do influence elections. And otherwise, the left would not be trying so hard to maintain control over Twitter if that wasn't the case. Right. And I mean, you're, you're seeing this in the mainstream. People are saying that, you know, what potential changes Musk can bring to the platform uh, are a threat to the outcome of the Ben Collins actually was the one that said this that it could threaten the midterm elections, but if Twitter uh, a change in management has the power to threaten elections, then that means that Twitter already has the control over this and somehow uh, control over the discourse in a way that's consequential. So I, I think yeah I think the the meme magic is really just getting at this relationship between the internet. And reality, which I think it, it, it's established at this point. Yeah, I would just say it's not even just the left. It's it's really the, the Department of Homeland Security, the DOJ, <laughs> the and the fans. FBI. No, I, uh, I agree. Uh, that, yeah, that are yeah. truly calling the shots here and saying this idea is banned. Sure, this but meme's I, banned. sure, but I think that I mean the left. It, it's a category that we use to define something, but ultimately, like the left is a counter-establishment. You know, countervailing forces collapse because all of its views align with the views of the federal government and. I mean, to your point about this, I think in the in the last two years or so, Twitter removed accounts for what it said was, quote, uh, undermining faith in NATO alliance. In NATO? Yeah. 
It's on Twitter's official wow. page. It says undermining faith in um, yeah. the NATO. Alliance. Well, a lot of uh, the Atlantic Council also uh, plays a lot of fact-checking roles and uh, uh, curation roles. They yep. censored yes. a lot of people critical of the U.S. military-industrial complex many yes. times. That's many right. organizations, many individuals, many reporters coming out, and it's the same yep. as we saw on the corporate media. There's no anti-war voices there, yes. and they're building a war, a world where there's going to be no anti-war voices anywhere. Right. So yes, and inconveniently, the like it just happens to be the case that the left's views and tendencies align with the establishment's views. So yeah, but it's even further with the DHS coming to them, be like, we're going to do this yes. now. Yeah. We're going to go to super chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, become a member at timcast.com, but also head over to losingmymind.com and check out the new song Genocide that we put together for you guys. Uh, I really, I want, again, to say thank you to everybody. We had a little celebration at the beginning of the show, which you probably saw, because we hit number one on iTunes, displacing Taylor Swift, who currently has the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100. I don't think we're going to hit number one. Definitely not. But I think we may actually chart on the Hot 100. We'll see. With your support, if you guys buy the song uh, wherever you can, you can there's a, you can watch the YouTube video, the link in the description below, or go to losingmymind.com, or just buy it on iTunes. It would really help. And we're going to be doing a big push all next week to get this song going. I appreciate the people who referred to it as a red pill music video because it mocks the media and has other points in it. So appreciate that. Let's read some super chats. Koba Corey says, hot take. All speech is free speech. Anyone who starts to police it starts to determine what's acceptable in their own morals. Only police criminal activity, including obvious violent threats. Here, here. Yep. Grofty says, stay calm and tweet about it. That's a line from the music video. It's, it's one of the graphics. Very, very cool. All right, we'll grab some more. Andrew Ho says, how? Please have Dr. Shiva on your show as he was the one through his lawsuit found the backdoor censoring portal that The Intercept wrote about. Then you will learn the whole story. Uh, that would be great, actually. I'd be, I'd be very interested in that. Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, we yeah, had, yeah, yeah. We had a mention the other day. The other day, people were talking about his name exactly as right. well. Yeah. You know, uh, Genocide is one of two alternative rock songs in the top 100. Only two alternative rock in songs. The hot, in the Hot 100? In the iTunes 100. Oh, really? What's the yeah. other one? It's number 80-something. It's called uh, Bones by Imagine Dragons. And that's kind of old song. Alternative rock. Oh, wow. Back. So we're like bringing alternative butt rock back. Hell yeah. <laughs> called it. Butt rock? Well, that's what it's been that, that was them trying to insult Only Ever Wanted. But it's funny because like, bro, you insulted it, but we got, it's like almost 2 million views and it, and it's, and it hit Billboard like number two in sales. Now we're, we're number one on iTunes. So mm-hmm. we'll see what ends up, what happens on Billboard. But this one's more like, I don't know what you describe it as like pop rocky, pop punk. Yeah. Circus rock. I don't know about circus. I don't know about that. Hold on. I feel the maybe, circus Maybe if it. we had some bigger drums in some, like, accordion or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Kermit Killa says, wasn't a huge fan of the last two songs, but enjoyed the release today. The others were just not my style. Good job, TCIRL crew. There are uh, relatively different kinds of songs, you know? And and a lot of the songs, we have we have a bunch of songs that are very different. But, uh, you know, we're just going to release what we release. We'll see what comes next. Man, I got a bug got in a my bug. face. Get out of here. All right. A gnat. Miguel Overa says, genocide is an unironically amazing song guys sharing it with everyone i know congrats on the number one spot also harley past pasternak's government ties are super sus yeah we talked we, about this this is what we were yeah. talking about before the show yeah. this is the guy that yep. kanye alleges t- uh, t- he tweeted out that harley was right. saying i'm gonna put you back on medicine throw you back in a zombie basically land. i'm gonna lobotomize you yeah. that's nuts and this guy has connections with you were saying the canadian government he has connections to the uh canadian uh 
military guess. Yeah. Interesting. It's wild. Celebrity right. doctor. Grofty says, genocide, losing my mind was on repeat. Tom Tucker, channel you, Ian, that was epic. So uh, in the video, I'm, I'm basically doing a spoof where I'm Tucker Carlson. And then I'm like watching these other people and I'm like, wow, you know. Alex Jones is there. It's really, really fun. You do so. a, uh, what's that guy? Bill O'Reilly. Pull a Bill O'Reilly. There's a Bill no, O'Reilly. Sure. There's no Bill O'Reilly. When, when, you, when Alex comes in and you're like, shut it off. Turn it off. Oh, right, 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 like right. Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, Alex Jones hacks the feed and I'm yelling. I'm like, get him out of here. What's going on? We'll do it live. That was fun to make. That was fun to make. All right. Andrew Yu says in your new song, Genocide, what is the symbolic meaning of the quicksand over the eyes as opposed to the other liquids and eye coverings? It's a reference to you are slowly sinking in fake news and lies, and eventually it goes over your face and you can't see anything anymore and you're living in a world of darkness. That's how I view the average person. They've lived in a world for seven years of Russiagate. They believe this is reality. They are, they are well over their heads in the quicksand of fake news. How do you get someone out of that? It's very difficult. Someone who is passively absorbing information, they're easier to pull out. They're kind of just sitting there stuck a little bit. But someone who's sunk all the way down. Encourage them to keep calm, throw them a stick, and then let them lay there. And, but my big no. part is stay calm. If you struggle, you sink faster. That's right. All right. Christian Jamagochian says, NPR published audio recording of an abortion procedure. Made mm -hmm. me sick to listen to. The derangement never ceases to amaze me. Thoughts? I am really glad they did because, wow. Yeah, it's, it's really it was like the voiceovers might be the worst thing about it. Yeah, because she's likening it. She's basically likening it to like childbirth, essentially. Ugh. When when you hear stories from the pro-choice crowd about abortions, they make yeah. it seem like it's no big deal. Yeah. You go in and you don't even realize, and you're done. This video made it very obvious that yeah. it was a it was a taxing and disturbing procedure, where you hear like a vacuum turn on and the woman's Ugh. groaning. The woman is groaning the whole time in agony. And they're like, you can do this. Come on, come on. You can do it. And she's like, oh, and it's just like, it's so, if it's, any, it's if so it terrible. like, you know what? They're turning people pro-life hearing that. Like, okay, yeah. no more of this. This is scary. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like seeing uh, like genitals that are constructed out of people's forearms. Yeah. That's also like, disgusting. If, show, show someone that. Show someone a picture of that. And, yeah. The thing that comes to mind is uh, death cult. <laughs> it's a little term yeah. familiar with it Mark Sauce says hey Luke can you make a shirt with a hammer thrower turtle from Mario with David as the turtle and Paul as Mario <laughs> my goodness <laughs> I, I have some very spicy shirts but that would be a little bit too spicy uh, for, for everyone but uh, again still at the end of the day someone got hurt here it's not good to celebrate that so no Derek Verbrugge says Breitbart falsely accused a libertarian journalist of assaulting Republican, Republican candidate Don Bolduck. Do you have any comments on the story? I did comment on the story earlier today. And so far, I've seen dozens of people send me a 10 second video of Don Bolduck running out towards an empty lot. There's like a crowd of people to his right. And then two guys run up to his left. and He starts pointing at one of them. And then the cops run in. If you think that's enough video for me to do a report or make a determination, then you are incorrect. Because just like with the Covington kids, when everyone started sharing this minute or two minute long video of a kid standing in front of a Native American and everyone's like, look at the horrible thing he did. I was like, bro, I have no idea what's happening here. Now everyone's saying, look, here's a video where a guy doesn't do something. And I'm like, and I'm sorry, dude, if the guy was falsely accused, I have no idea. 
I, I wasn't there and I have no evidence. Yeah, the guy speaking out publicly and is saying he did not assault him and that the exact opposite of that happened and that he's going to be pressing charges and a slander lawsuit against, um, what's his name? Uh, Don. The press. I think he's going for the, for the press or yeah. whatever. But, but Don also specifically, he's yeah. saying as well. So here, here's the issue I, I, I have. You, I can't look at a 10 second video and then tell you, wow, look at that bad thing that happened. I will never do that. So what's the possibilities? I don't know. The report that I saw said that he was someone swung at him as he was going to the debate before the debate. I see a video of a guy clearly leaving something and then I see him point a guy out. Is it possible that something happened prior and he went, hey, officers, that's the guy I told you about. So, look, I'm sorry if this dude's being falsely accused. I have no idea. I'm not going to accuse anybody of doing anything. That's all I can really say. But I will tell you what's really annoying is when, when a bunch of activists spam me saying it's a fact, but I'm not going to give you any proof. The absence of proof is proof we're right. I can't do anything with that. So, you know, like, guys, I get it, man. I'm, I'm not a fan of people lying and making fake news, but there's nothing I can do. So, all right. Andy Deb says, congrats, Topping Swift. I bought my copy on iTunes today. Great song, even better video. Thank you very do appreciate uh, appreciate it. All right, all right. Let's try and, uh, I, I, I do want to talk about things other than the song. People really like it. Rose says, cheers, you guys. Love the song. Best part was watching Maddow say things she would never say on the air. The truth. Prost. Seeing her smile. Yeah, we we were trying to figure out for the third verse, which is explicitly the media explicitly admitting that they're a machine meant to manipulate you, lie to you and control your mind. Trying to figure out who should be the one to do it. You know, Micah Brzezinski, I thought would be funny because she Mm -hmm. had that famous line where she said it. But then I was like, Mm -hmm. I think Taylor Lorenz is the right person to sing that line. Yeah. Because she's more more contemporary for like people in our age group, you know, especially with the libs of TikTok stuff. I really like seeing Chris Cuomo smile, even though it was just a, <laughs> you, know, it was a you just you just our age group. What do you mean by that? Because we don't know how old Taylor is. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm for millennials, no, we kidding. we know who she is. It's a joke about the fact that she may be 60 years old. I and we have it. no idea. Well, I think I think she's like in her 40s. Is that what she is? I think her wiki 30. says like she was born circa some year. Circa. But she <laughs> lied. She tweeted out that she was forty something, and it confused a bunch of people. And now it's like no. I one think knows. she's. I think she's. She's probably in her early forties. She might be. She. She might be thirty. I think she's thirty six. She blocked me. Well, she blocks. Born everybody. in. She's born somewhere between eighty four and eighty seven. Right, I told like, you. <laughs> circa, <laughs> circa, like, like she's some medieval character, right? That we, we have no idea. The, the records are scarce about old. Taylor's existence. <laughs> Breaking the flaw says Tim Pool. I am the one accused, but was elbowed by Don Bolduck. It's it's okay video. Go watch it. I have watched it. So the Covington Catholic video shows a kid standing right up in the face of a Native American, and there's like a thirty seconds to a minute, and then everyone in the world, even conservatives, started attacking this kid. I was sent that and said, "Bro, I have no idea what this video is." And they're like, "People were saying, Tim, Tim, look at what the kid is doing," and I was getting spammed like crazy, and I'm like. What is the kid doing? I don't understand what's going on. And it turned out when I finally got a hold of the actual full stream, it was the Native American who actually assaulted the kid. And so, look, bro, I get it. But someone comes to me and says, I was elbowed. I'm like, okay, dude, I, I, I need evidence. And if there's no evidence, there's like a single video that's 10 seconds long doesn't, I can't do anything with that. I can highlight the story and tell people, hey, there's this dispute happening. Check it out. That's for sure. But I, I can't make an assessment on it. With Covington, was there an actual assault? Was that an No. Or I think Co- just, Covington uh, was worse. Yes. Yeah, so, so it depends. Uh, this was uh, in D.C. I don't know what D.C. assault law is. 
It could be colloquial assault or legal. In Illinois, assault, if you get up in someone's face, you've assaulted them. Battery would be making physical contact in a way that hurts or humiliates. I don't know if D.C. has the same assault laws. In New York, assault is physical harm done. Meaning in New York, what I was told by cops is you can actually strike a person, but if you don't cause any visible injury or discernible injury, there's no crime. Which to me is just nuts. Because I mean, someone could grab you. But in Illinois, if you are, this is crazy, in Illinois, if I'm 20 feet away from you and I grab a rock and raise my arm up, I've assaulted you. I have put you within reasonable fear of bodily harm or physical harm. I would think in New York, if you grab someone, that that might be, um, what would that be? Like if you're holding someone and you're not letting them go, that's different than pushing them. Um, What would that be called? Detainment? Yeah. You can't detain someone. That would be illegal. But it also depends if someone has a bruise. If you have a bruise, you could say this person caused it by hitting me here and then that other person is getting arrested well, the, with the, some, the Coving- in some jurisdictions. It's just crazy. The Covington thing was worse in some ways because we had video from the beginning and it, it just like the, the charge was that the kid was being disrespectful towards an old man. Like that was even like National Review. They ran a story and they said that the Covington Catholic kids spit on the cross by standing there basically and not kowtowing to this Native American man pounding a drum. Uh, they, they took the article down, I think. So we should talk to Nick Salmon at some point. I don't know if you guys yeah. know him. He'd be cool to talk to. Um, Manes says major tornado outbreak in Texas, Oklahoma and Arkansas right now. Prayers and thoughts to those affected. Sadly, I know the Dems will be screeching about climate change tomorrow morning. Yeah, we were uh, we were in the green room and this is the weirdest thing. We were playing music and I was showing I think I was showing you, Pedro, the song. Yeah, yeah. And then it auto played a live stream of warning tornadoes are slamming all these places. And I was like, yeah. I was like, what's going on? Like, why are we getting an autoplay that's not music? And then we were like, oh, is this live? Like, yeah. oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah. So thoughts and prayers, man. I hope everybody's okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jaeger Tree says the Paul Pelosi story changing this much and fast makes you talk so much that no one will care by the time the truth drops. All disinfo wagging the dog. Yep. Yeah. Hard to know, man. All right. Crystal Max says, I love the new song. I was skeptical. I have to admit Long-time listener and just knew you as a passionate politico. Wow, you've proved me wrong. Well, uh, check out Will of the People. You know, it's funny. Uh, we put out Will of the People two years ago, almost two years ago to date, to this day. And it's like got a long, in, it's, it's a complex political narrative and storyline. Then we did Only Ever Wanted, which is kind of like the minimal thought process of a song. Like there's, there's nothing really expansive about it. It's just a, a typical old song about like regret. And that's it. Not complicated. And then we put out this one, which is a bit more complicated, but uh, much, much simpler and overtly political. So we'll see which one does the best. Didn't you write this one like 20 years ago or something? The, 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 like the melody and the, uh, like the rock of it, like the, 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 the guitar part, I think. And then, you know, Carter added a bunch to it. We changed, we, we adapted the lyrics. Uh, simply put, that, like, there has been an establishment elite machine for a long time. And so writing music, complaining about it for a long time is just like yeah. is a thing. <laughs> it's evergreen. I mean? Right. Yeah. It's like right. evergreen. But uh, uh, certain parts of it, we like when we started working on it, we were like, hey, let's let's modernize. And so people are like, it sounds like Green Day. It's like, yeah, well, I, I wrote the guitar like a long oh, time slamming. ago. Yeah. People heard heard, heard us playing it uh, a few years ago on, on this show on a Friday night. And so some people commented that they were excited. We finally got it done. But it's crazy how, you know, something that was written so long ago. Again, we did update some of it. Uh, but how, like, it fits so well with the video that we did. 
in terms of criticizing the media and all that stuff. All right. Tim Pauls, interesting name, says, hey, Tim, I love the video for losing my mind. Something weird. I released a video on October 13th with the exact same concept. Thought it was interesting. We were thinking of the same idea. It's on my channel. It must be true by Tim Pauls. I kind of can't believe that's real because your name sounds too much like mine. (laughs) So if you made a video that's similar, it's just it's crazy sometimes, right? Denise Ann says, we do not live in a democracy. You are correct. Yes, we don't. Correct. What do we got? Track media only says, remember, when the left blames someone for something, they are really telling you what they want to do. I agree. When they uh, when Elon started taking over, we saw these leftists say he's going to ban us now. And it's because that's what they would do if they were given the power. They'd Mm -hmm. ban you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Johnny Atchison says, saw Jordan Peterson live last night. Best line of the night was, quote, manipulation doesn't benefit you in the long run. Deception turns reality into a force to be used against you. Dems will never learn. Well, I mean, you can manipulate something without deceiving. Jordan, where are you at? Yeah, yeah that's true. Malinformation was one of the things they're talking about. Real facts that are presented in a false context to, to trick people. Yeah. So, uh, think, oh, man. I think power is the deciding factor. I mean, Musk, ha- like it had to be someone like Musk who has power. But in, in, in his case, it's money that came in and could by Twitter, you know? So I, I mean, like, I disagree with guys like Peterson that basically like inevitably this whole project collapses. I actually, I think you need people like Musk. You need elites in other words, and power that they can ultimately change the tide. I, I don't think that in the market of ideas, things can just naturally win. Um, I think you need a decide, you need a decisive factor, whether that's someone like Trump or someone like Musk. This is interesting. Nate Slocum says, DePap is being held as illegally staying in the U.S. from Canada, yep. will be deported and will never find the truth. Hmm. Or Maybe. suicide. He might commit well, suicide. I'm just kidding. I, I don't know about that one. No. But I think they'll... Uh, Those Canadians, man. We got to close yeah. the border. <laughs> it's yeah. dangerous. Legamut the Gayan says, if we all get out and vote, we can initiate a process to accomplish in this country what Elon has accomplished in Twitter. Let us all get out and vote red, not rest on our laurels in overconfidence and not surrender to the black pill of possible fraud or suppression. Completely agreed. Yeah. Y'all must get your friends, go out and vote. Tuesday, it's coming up. We're going to be having a, a, sh- a long show probably that day. We're going to have wings and pizza and drinks and whatever. We have a rotating crew and we're going to be talking about all this. Just having a good time hanging out. But uh, this is it, man. All right. Chris Wood says, congratulations, Tim, on this red pill song that hit number one. LOL. It would take a fellow homeschooler to bring this to the mainstream. Well, it's all you guys who made it possible. Look, I, I can sing. I can write a song. Carter can engineer it. Ian can uh, do backups and then, you know, be the reporter in our video and all that stuff. If nobody watches it, it's nothing. So yeah. it really is you guys sharing it, you guys watching it, you guys buying it. When you buy it and push it to the top of the charts, then all of a sudden all these other people start seeing it. They're like, what's this song? Why is like a pop punky kind of song now a number one? There you go. And people are going to hear it and they're going to be like, what's this all about? There was a really great super chat that I really want to find uh, that, man, it was just too good. Let me see if I can, uh, if I can find it. I remember it was... Uh, Someone complaining in a funny way. I'm going to... Here we go. Got it. There, we, there is Aaron Barry. Tim, I am appalled by your new fake news music video. When you showed a news bar saying fiery but mostly peaceful drone strikes, you clearly showed a manned McDonnell Douglas F-15, not an unmanned drone. Congrats, man. Great video song. Great, uh, great video, great song. You are correct. We actually talked about this in the production. 
I said maybe we, we should have it say airstrike, and then we ultimately it, it, in the edit when it got to the near the final version, it still said drone strike, and I was like, no, 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 it, it should say drone strike because drone strike is a political concept we're familiar with, and the video is just the video. So I I I know we did show an F fifteen, but the idea was to make a commentary on drone strikes, not a commentary on the video we were playing. Good catch though. Yeah, very good catch. And calling out a manned McDonnell Douglas F-15. There we go. Group B says, Reddit has a premium service with r slash lounge and nobody bats an eye. Elon rolls out Twitter blue with check marks and everyone loses their minds. I'm glad the AOC went nuts over it. We need the debate. It's better than her just being silent and trying to pass some legislation to screw the guy over. Someone just did a GoFundMe for AOC so she could afford the blue check mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's going viral on Twitter. I tweeted it. Oh, a GoFundMe for $8. I, I look, you know, Elon, he doesn't get it. Communists don't want to pay for things. It's just, it's simple math. Communist, I want free stuff. Twitter should be free. Elon says, but we have to pay to make it work. And they go, no, we don't have to pay for it. So, okay, dude, go to Mastodon or whatever. They like to spend your money, but not Well, right, you know. All right. Just because I like it says, I'm always 15 to 20 minutes late to the stream. So I play it at 1.5 speed until it catches up to live. Tonight, I thought everyone was drunk talking so slow from the Louis the 13th. Possible, but. There you go. I haven't had alcohol in like last time we opened the bottle and then a very long time yeah i think i had like a third of an ounce so it's hitting me right yeah yeah luke stopped you had a fuller glass and yeah he did i'm like i'm like you know yeah, yeah, nursing yeah. it very slowly last time i had it was when lauren southern poured a little into a paper cup and then put some honey in it, it it's and illegal gosh. in poland to waste alcohol Rusty Shackelford says, Luke and Tim, what are y'all wearing on your wrists? Also release your songs on vinyl. We we will release the songs on vinyl. We're really excited for that. And these they're they're given to and you. And they say spying devices. Yeah, when you when you after you complete training at Quantico, everybody gets these special bracelets. They're they're uh, health health monitoring devices and communications devices, but they can also be activated to uh, it, it, it releases a sedative. So if you begin saying the wrong thing, you just collapse. <laughs> They're just special op devices that, you know, if we, if we mention certain topics or certain individuals here. Wait, wait, don't say it. It'll activate the device. They're actually whoops. It's called whoop. It's W-H-O-O-P. It's a, it's a fitness tracker. That's it. But also an NSA spying device. You were yeah, actually. About that. <laughs> well, it depends if you give them all your information, which I didn't. But. It like uh, it, it tracks your heart rate, your heart rate variability, your calories, your stress, your strain, temperature. Yeah, body. It, uh, it can tell respiratory you respiratory rate. It, so the technocrats are salivating. It, is, it, it does kind of annoy me sometimes, but it tells you if you're getting sick before you even realize it, and that's amazing. So hmm. I, I woke up. And it's like warning, your body temperature is elevated and your heart, your heart rate variability is low and your recovery is low. And I felt fine. And I was just like, why is my temperature going up? So sure enough, I went, I slammed vitamin C and zinc. And then by the next day, I, I, had, a, I had like a light cold. And then I was like, it probably would have been worse if I didn't start taking the vitamins. And That's cool. I yeah. like that it can tell you if you're starting to swell before you feel it. I don't like that it can set your placebo mind and make you think that you're sick when you're not. Yeah, I was thinking Well, about I've that. been like doing a lot of like health stuff, so it's a gr- great way to see if it's working or not working or what I'm doing is, is going to be good for me or not for me. But don't give them your private information. I'm like, uh, I think I'm a Ligma Johnson on here. Uh, fake name, fake address, fake email. Have you found that they're Let's, awesome you know, and effective? Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. All right. We'll grab one more. Juan Castle says, Tim, the bigger question here, 
where was Luke on the new music video? At least have him play the cowbell. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, when we were filming this, uh, Luke I was, was testing my health. With the Whoop app and making sure I was recovering from an extensive hard workout. I'm sleeping. I think you actually had. You, I was you, sleeping. You, had someone, <laughs> you guys were not. You were knocking us. on my door. You're like, I'm like, I'm, I just can't. I had, I had bad sleep. I just. Hugh Jennings says you should do an acoustic version of genocide. Uh, maybe we will. Maybe we'll do a special session like acoustic version, and then uh, we'll see. My friends, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and help us hit the top spot on Billboard. I mean, we hit iTunes number one in about eight hours, mm -hmm. displacing yeah. Taylor Swift, who's currently hot uh, number one on the Hot 100. If every single person right now listening went on iTunes or just went to the link in the description below, or uh, I think losingmymind.com, if you bought the song, not just listen to it, literally bought it, if the 40-some-odd thousand live concurrence bought it, I'm pretty sure that would put us in the top 10. Maybe not. Maybe not. That's, that's bold. But that combined with all the streams and everything, we'd probably do really, really well. That being said, if every single person who ends up watching this joke, it's going to end up being, I think, like three to 400,000 spent the 69 cents to just buy that song. Not only would that be a lot of money for the company that we'd use to fund more stuff, we would definitely hit number one. So... If you like the song and you want to support us and you want to support us producing more songs and even signing on new artists and things like that, definitely go to losingmymind.com. Find the song on iTunes. The music video on YouTube, there is a link to buy the song, so you can check that out too. I'm feeling pretty good about this one. I think the response has been really great, so we really do appreciate it. You can uh, smash the like button for this uh, show. Subscribe. Follow the show at Timcast IRL. Follow me at Timcast. Pedro, do you want to shout anything out? Yeah, just follow me on Twitter uh, and everywhere else, basically, at the same handle at E-M-E-R-I-T-I-C-U-S, Emeriticus. And uh, check out my substack at contra.substack.com. Right on. Carter. You can follow me at CarterBanks4L on uh, Instagram, CarterBanks on Twitter, and same on YouTube. Pedro, that was great. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks Celebrate for your victories. The conversation ends here, but I have another conversation starting up on LukeUncensored.com. I have a forum on there. I just did a video there about the real Skynet, a creepy video about what's happening in China coming here to the United States. LukeUncensored.com. See you there. Skynet is a real company. That's it interesting. It's, a, it's, it's that. real software being used in China. That's AI facial uh, identification. That's absolutely terrifying. But, but in China, they're going to use Skynet for good, and it's actually based on the real Terminator Skynet uh, analogy. You have it. I got chills. Yeah. That's wild. Hey, love you guys. Uh, Pedro, good to see you again, man. You too. Man. And uh, have a good weekend. Take care of yourself. Get some rest. Get some sleep. Get some uh, water. Hydrate. Make love. Make peace. <laughs> have fun. Okay. Catch you later. Hey, guys. Surge.com here. I'm at Surge.com uh, pretty much everywhere. Uh, I just want to say go vote. Please go vote. Uh, rally your friends this weekend. If you're doing nothing the weekend, talk to your friends. Please go vote. The red wave is not a given. You must go and vote. Please. And I want to just say one, one thing, too. Like, never forget that Donald Trump won in 2016 and then got three Supreme Court justices who then did a bunch of things you liked. Yeah. Is it perfect? No. But, yo, legit, if Trump can win in 2016, whatever you think, all you got to do is get everybody to go out to vote, and then you would be surprised. There's one thing I'm really looking forward to. If the Republicans win the Senate, and it's looking like they will, but they need your vote, Rand Paul will be high-ranking high or chair like the health committee. I, this is what I've heard. It's like someone tweeted about it, and I was just like, that may be the greatest thing I've heard yet, and the one reason why it's worth it. If nothing else, I, I, I'm a big fan of, of the Pauls, both Ron and Rand, and I've already seen what Rand had to say to Fauci. 
Imagine if he's actually in charge and has some subpoena power or actually can move the needle a little bit. That's going to be really, really great. So, uh, but we'll be back Monday to remind all of you to go vote on Tuesday. And I will say one more time, a sincere thank you to everybody who bought the song. It means so much to me and to everybody who worked on it. Seriously, it's, it's, it's incredible. And I thank you all so much. Thanks for hanging out. And we'll see you all next time. Cheers. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.